afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Get that set back up there. Excuse me. Thursday, September the 14th, 2023. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us here today. You're here live on the YouTubes, the YouTube channel. Or, if you're listening to us on the RSS feeds, either way, thank you very much. Glad you could be with us this week. And once again, just as a gentle reminder, since we don't, you know, since the way that YouTube puts these videos out, you either have to basically do an edit of the uh, edit of them, re uh, and then like repost the whole video out of the live feed into the main feed, and then like disable the live feed like VOD, and then you got two of the. Just know that if you're somebody that ever wants to watch this on YouTube, when it's not live or live either way, on any YouTube channel that has a podcast, odds are, if you're on the whole, on the on the channel page, you'll see a tab. That says podcast. That's where this sits. On that tab. Uh, you know, a lot of people a lot of people were like, Man, I haven't seen the podcast in a while. I thought you start, stopped posting them on YouTube. Which is a testament to YouTube's ability to actually post videos, <laughs> videos the way that they're supposed to be posted. They set up a whole podcast thing, and then they have, like, the, the, the live stream version of it be... Uh, a bit of a hot mess for uh, for actually sending stuff out the same that people would get in their regular feed. So that is just a reminder for that, if you uh, were confused about that for whatever reason. We got a great show lined up for you today, as always, of course. But before we jump right into that, the most important question of the week needs to be asked, and that is, of course, Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, how was my week? Um, what did I do? This is the first full week, I guess, for, for Kai, uh, technically speaking, or how many days a week is he in? Uh, it'll be a week today, actually. Yeah. 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 So well, is he in every day, or is it like every couple of days? Like, is it a three-day w- a week thing? No, or? no, he's in Monday, Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, yeah, he's sick, so he got sick the first <laughs> Immediately? Yeah, he was <laughs> sick. Um, I was even feeling a bit run down for about three days. Um, but I didn't have like I sneezed a little bit, but I didn't have like runny nose or I had like a little bit of a not a sore throat, but that tingle, you know, I was like, uh oh, could be going the there. Pre, the pre the pre sore throat uh, yes. extravaganza. Yes, correct. I had that. Um, I had that and then it went away and then it came back. Then it went away. So um, <laughs> all right, I feel fine now. Kale's not sick at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Kai is he's still a little sick, but he's. Mm kind of getting over it now so it's like it's kind of i would say within the next two days he'll be totally fine but yeah yeah, yeah. uh he's having fun he's enjoying school um he looks forward to it every day like when when he was sick we we kept him home on on monday because he was in rough shape um and that's just like they basically say at school that like if they don't have a fever and they just got a cold send send them like send send them to school but even we were like ah that's you always know, that's a weird policy. When we were growing up, if I was sick, sick, I mean, like, mom, mom's gonna look at me and be like, "Yeah, nah." So he was he <laughs> was in he was in semi rough shape on Monday. So we were like, "Nah, bro, you you're staying home, man." And he was upset because he wanted to go to school, but mm. um, well, but that's yeah, a good sign. Now. I mean, the fact yeah. that he was upset that he you know he didn't get a chance to go to school that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, he forgot about it real quick. Like once he started, you know, sitting on the <laughs> switch and. Watching TV and stuff, but um, he was definitely excited. Pokemon. To get back, so <laughs> overall, overall, it's been a good week. Uh, awesome. Like you know the 
yeah, Kayla, Kayla was working a little bit. Kai's in school. Uh, and I've just been doing what I normally do. So yeah, it's yeah. just it's just been another been another week. The fir- the first of many weeks where now uh where the dynamic has changed for yep. sure in the uh, in yep. the Johnston household. Well, that's good. Uh I'm glad to hear everything is is going well in that regard. Uh and no and no other no other uh there was no other mishaps where the teacher had to tell him to uh uh, no. to get over himself no no more no, no. more of those not None yet of that no not that <laughs> not yet he um he's got a bunch of stuff coming up like uh today i guess like they he took they they took the 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 kids to the gym he never seen a gym before like we did a little oh tour, like the gymnasium never, like a gymnasium right? yeah, so he thought yeah that yeah. was cool and they had like plastic go-karts so they were just like beaming around the gym on go-karts um and then i think he's got like he's got show and tell i think tomorrow so basically, all the kids got to bring a toy in, and then they got to share all the toys. Talk about it or whatever. Yeah, and... talk about it, play, share with everybody. So he's doing that. He's looking forward to that. So they do, like, little things that, you know, he's he's liking, and... I got I yeah. to back this up. This man, you said, you said go-karts? Go-karts. Now, obviously not... I mean, I understand when you're saying go-karts. It's not the, the, the fucking engine-powered go-karts. No, kart. no. They're like, like little push, plastic ones. Little push could, ones I think they, had, they might have had pedals. You know what I so, mean? Like oh, the pedal okay, around. okay, okay. Okay, because... So, I mean, they, he's already... He's already he's already way better off than we were when we were in school because we had, we had you know, go-karts for us in school were those, like, little, little plastic boards that had four wheels at the bottom. <laughs> and you sit that. And you sit... <laughs> On those, yeah, no, or they'd yeah. have you lay down on them, but only like the top third of your chest could fit. So you had to have the core strength of a fucking god to hold yourself yeah. up while you like ran around. And then they had to, you actually, they got rid of those because they were too dangerous. They're dangerous. Like people busting their heads and shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, he he had he had the better go kart. So you know, he's he's already got it better. <laughs> But yeah, it's true. I wish, I wish, I wish we could have seen what go karts would have been like for us. I like. Well, here's a question. I wonder if I haven't, I haven't asked. You know who would know? I'll ask him. If I remember, I'll ask him because we're having a family get together here. Um, my cousin and her husband and their baby are coming from out west to, to visit, and uh, and so we'll be having a little, a little family like birthday party get together thing, and um, uh. I'll ask Ben because he's a, he's a phys ed teacher, right? It's, it's cool. I'll ask Ben. I'll say I'll ask him if dodgeball is is allowed anymore. If they brought it back, because for a while it was like zero dodgeball. Then it was like a modification of dodgeball, and now I don't know if they allow it anymore. Like I don't know where we're at in the everyone gets an award category. Like I don't know just how you know crazy that is. And so I'll have to ask him just what that's like. Cause Jim, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest, Ben. I feel like in Jim, if your kid's not getting fucked up a little bit, it's not Jim. That's true. If you, if you're not going into a gym and the teacher pulls out the, the fucking rope that goes to the ceiling and you don't, if you, if you don't look up at that as a kid and realize there's a chance that you're going to die if you climb very high, is that even Jim anymore? I mean, you just get the mats out and like, fuck it, maybe you break an arm or something. Like, whatever the fuck. But now it's like you get into gym and it's like, what can we do? Run laps and fucking play like bean sacks and shit? Like, what? It's just terrible. It's not nearly as fun. But you know what? I look forward to his first experience if he's got a good uh, gym teacher. The fucking, I bet you they still do the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the fucking parachute shit where you like, you know, you pull the, everyone's in a circle oh, around that, the big yeah, parachute yeah, and you yeah, sit down on it and you sit it inside and, and it's, it's like, like a tent thing. Yeah yeah. 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 As a I'm kid, sure that, that shit fucking just gets you, dude, everyone was 
jacked when the when the parachute came out. I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that. That shit yeah. was fire. So, uh, and then you like I don't know if you guys did too. Where the parachute, the other thing that you do with the parachute, you have like a bunch of balls that you throw into the middle of it, and you'd like yes, and you try you to get them into in the, the middle. Exactly. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did oh. all that shit, bro. Yeah, I think yeah. all the schools do that. They better still do that because that shit was the fucking that was the jam, and nobody could die. That was an easy one. There was no there was no dismemberment there was no with death. them when when the parachute came out. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's good. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, my week, uh, I've literally slaved into Baldur's Gate 3 the entire week. I don't even know what day it is anymore. I've, like, I've been waking up and then just 10 plus hours of Baldur's Gate on a daily basis, and it's done. I finished it before the podcast today. I, like, last night, I was hoping to get it done last night, and I was right up towards the end, and I asked the chat, I was like, yeah, how, how much... How much, How much time longer? are we talking about here? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, am I? Do I want to do it now or do I want to yeah. do it tomorrow? I had to get up to take him to work, and and it was like uh, eleven thirty at that point, and the chat was like probably like three hours. I was like, oh fuck that, fuck yeah. I can't. Tomorrow. So I had to wait. So I did it before the podcast. It is done. It has been completed. I would say the playthrough is roughly one hundred and forty hours in that neck of the woods. It's a long ass game, but you know what? It's a really fucking well made video game. Uh, and, and even, even though it's not my jam, you know, the, that style of game is not necessarily my favorite thing in the world. I can honestly say, I don't remember the last time that I played a game that was that well made at that scale. Like, so the quantity of the game, fucking massive. The amount of times you could play this game and get different outcomes at different points is truly a bit of a mind fuck i mean the amount of, uh, of that that they put in there is, is crazy you can play it with friends as well like a regular D session so you like format it or whatever the fuck and you can literally like go through this whole thing like a campaign which is another dynamic entirely people can take turns being the one talking to npcs and shit uh there's a lot of fucking shit in this game and all of it is good there is there very little anything bad at all i can't i can't even really think of much there's a couple of small little nitpicks in 150 hours of fucking gameplay is nuts and so yeah i have to give them their 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 flowers Lar- uh, larian really really crushed it and if this thing gets beat by fucking goddamn tears of the kingdom for game of the year this industry is fucking dead to me dead because mm. there's no way you can't like all you could do is say well i like legend of zelda that's the only that is the only thing that you could possibly do to like put that game up against Baldur's Gate 3 because in every other like comparative aspect of the quality of a video game Baldur's Gate 3 shits mercilessly on basically every other game made this year. Uh so uh, we'll wait and see how it plays out. But nevertheless, that was my entire week. Baldur's Gate I did some other, you know, I did errands and shit, nothing exciting. That was basically it. Woke up, played me some Baldur's Gate, and now it's done. Which means I get to move on to Starfield next. From one short game to another short game. Mm. And so we'll be uh, jumping into Starfield, and then I'll be able to give my thoughts on on uh, on that. Because that's a far more divisive game. Pretty much everyone that plays Baldur's, Baldur's Gate's like, yeah, that's a fucking good video game. Not so much with Starfield, so I, I look forward to playing that. And now it's time to talk about some video games, Mr. Black. I know, I know you're so excited. Woo! Woo! Let's do it. It's time. 
Remember Embracer Group, Mr. Black? You know, we talked about the business side of games many times here. Embracer Group was one of the early major conglomerates, holdings companies. That's, you know, back when they, uh, like Tencent as another example of a holdings company that when uh, the, the industry started to consolidate, was where these major companies were buying up like fucking studios left, right, and center. Embracer Group was one of those. Uh, coming out of Sweden, and uh, and one of the bigger ones up front, and the Tencent kind of overshadowed it, uh, overshadowed it eventually. But they bought, they were buying up companies uh, or, or developers and 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 whatnot, left, right, and center. And everyone thought they were like, well, shit, they got to be doing pretty well for themselves. I mean, my God, they've spent a ton of money, and they've they bought some really good, you know, uh, publishers or developers that have some good ass games. It doesn't seem like that's the case, <laughs> unfortunately. So, other than some reports that we were starting to get whispers of from credible, you know, sources, that internally Embracer was a little shaky. They weren't, you know, they weren't on solid ground. Well, not long after that, we now have discovered that they are looking to sell Gearbox Studio, which is the, uh, of course, the makers of Borderlands. Uh, primarily these days, but the only thing they fucking make, Borderlands and Borderlands offshoots. Uh, but this is just two and a half, I think it's two and a half years after Embracer Group bought them for $1.3 billion. It was one of the major purchases that had been made in the industry at the time, especially for a studio like Gearbox that's almost a one-trick pony. It's basically Borderlands. And so $1.3 billion was a big buy. And not even three years later, here's Embracer Group trying to find a buyer, which can't really be a good sign for the Embracer Group and lends some credibility to all of the discussions around the whispers that internally at Embracer, things are not going so hot. Uh, And so beyond that, we do know uh, that, and this is according to Bloomberg, uh, so this would be coming from, um, what's his name, Uh, Schreier, Uh, Gearbox is also looking at the option of splitting off on their own and going independent. So Gearbox is aware, obviously, that Embracer is looking for a a seller. And since that is happening, Gearbox is apparently internally thinking, well, why don't we, kind of similar to, uh, to like a Bungie situation, why don't we just kind of buy our way out and become independent and do our own, do our own thing kind of a, kind of a situation. And so, uh, and so we'll wait and see if they, if they do that. I don't know if Gearbox should do that. I don't know. I don't know if you should try to really run on nothing but Borderlands and try to be an independent studio. Uh, you might want to get bought by somebody else to get more support, but nevertheless, we'll have to wait and see. However, it is intriguing that Embracer Group is one of these kind of major holdings companies. It's, they're not invincible. And to a certain degree, it's kind of a scary thing for developers because we're in a time where a lot of companies, not just Sony and Microsoft, but these third-party companies and holdings companies are buying up studios and then they're shutting them down. They're operating like more or less perfectly fine. Then they get bought up and then they get shut down. And so uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a scary thing for uh, obviously older brands and older developers have been around for a while. But then also obviously... It creates a lot of uh, uh, dist- uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, oh my god! It just dis- it's just dis- it destabilizes like the 
labor market too. So you end up in a situation where a lot of these are getting bought up and developers obviously are, are all, you know, they go with them and then they get shut down and then you get a bunch of people out of work. And we've talked many times on the podcast in the last couple of years of developers being shut down and then it displaces a bunch of people. And so with these now uh, in these situations, it, it, it's just a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a grenade into the room, so to speak. But we'll wait and see what Embracer or what comes from Embracer here in the coming months and what comes out of this deal with, with Gearbox. But nevertheless, it is interesting, especially since we also heard, and not that we talked about it on the podcast, but Tencent's also not crushing it right now. Tencent's got a lot of business, but they're not crushing it. And they've been having some 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 of their own problems, and so uh, a very intriguing time indeed. And 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 obviously part of why a lot of people that uh, pay attention to any of this shit, if there are people that play games, lots of people don't even know any of this is fucking happening. They just buy the games. But for a lot of people that are online and keeping track of this, while many people are against consolidation because it seems to lead to this kind of a uh, of a situation. Well, the the. Uh... The thing is, is the reason why they might be selling this is because Borderlands has a movie coming out. Um, it's, this thing is getting released, I think, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure they're done filming or yep. they're getting close to being done. I know like Kevin Hart's in it, Jack Black's in it, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people in here. So they might be just looking to... Um, sell the rights to all this stuff um, because they feel like they could actually profit money off it um, and just get rid of that and keep some of the stuff that they currently have. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's not. But I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, there, there's talks that they want to make this Borderlands thing like a franchise. Like, so... Who knows? Like outside the, of the, gaming, you mean? Outside of gaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Though they have talked about that for sure. Borderlands was like one of those properties where they were they were saying, you know, why not do, you know, big and small screen stuff with this intellectual property? Well, they might be valuing that on this. If they say, hey, listen, we, we've, 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 we've made this film, um, or this film is about to be made, um, who wants to buy who who wants to own this franchise, right? Who knows where it goes? I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a situation where they are they were they would be looking to sell them, you know, any anyway, or they're looking at things that they can sell, and maybe they're hoping that like it's a combination of the two. Maybe it's they need to sell them, but they're also going to bank on the fact that the movie's not out yet, and so the the sale is on the presumption that the movie does well, and it's, and that the property of Borderlands is worth money outside of just gaming, yeah, which will probably be lar- largely determined by the success or failure of the movie. And so it'll be, it's, it's one of those things where I guess maybe internally they're thinking, do we wait to sell this until after the movie comes out? Do we gamble on the movie being successful enough that it will guaranteed increase the value of the company? Or do we try to sell the presumed success of mm. this film and try to get you know more value out of it uh, that way. I don't know what the answer is to that, uh, but I I, could, I agree. It, it would definitely be a good reason for them to make a move to try and get more money out of them because they did buy them for one point three billion dollars, which I just that's a 
It's a lot. That that was a lot of money. And everyone knew at the time, everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck 1.3 billion it's not like gearbox was like cranking out like mobile games and shit that were like getting guaranteed revenue all the time you know these are games that are selling okay but i you know no they're not exactly yeah pushing huge numbers so yeah we'll have to we'll we'll wait and see see. we'll definitely hear more about this relatively soon 100 percent. if this kind of information is coming through and coming out of bloomberg it means that that jason has got more on tap he's just waiting for the time and so we'll we'll get more information on that relatively soon uh the big news this week is around unity the engine unity everyone's favorite hideously fucking optimized engine that everyone that didn't have money to uh chase after unreal for a long time used uh it was a relatively friendly or it is relatively friendly i'm talking about the past tense don't need to do that but a relatively friendly uh engine to build in lots and lots of games built on unity fucking buckets of games built on unity so the big news about this that's that uh that has been floating around and and is an active piece of news meaning that it's been changing as time has gone on here in the last 48 72 hours in that neck of the woods unity announced earlier this week that they would be making substantial changes to its pricing structure for developers that would go into effect january of 2024 so just in a few months from now essentially uh how this would work mr black depending on your unity subscription level as a dev and i'm just using like generalized terms so that you know it's easier to follow so subscription level past a certain revenue threshold so for example two hundred thousand dollars in revenue uh in the last year for personal and plus levels and or a certain install threshold for so just sheer number of installs so two hundred thousand installs on the low end of the uh of the subscriptions one million on the high is where is the is the uh the upper limit for that you start paying money for each install after you've hit those benchmarks this is what they announced originally they're just like for each install above this once you hit these thresholds depending on the tier that you're at you're going to start paying for each individual install this included at the time when they first released this it was written in, uh, in such a way that it was that it included uninstall and reinstalls by the same user. Which was a wild fucking concept because the assumption there was maybe they're on different hardware and not just they cleared some hard drive space for a while and then reinstalled the game later or something along those lines. Uh, it also included some other shit scenarios. I won't go into crazy depth on, on them all, but they were pretty much all dire at the time when they first announced this it was a terrible release that they put out uh this is as high as 20 cents per install for the lowest tiers and one cent per install on the higher tiers so the lower down the tier list you were in terms of your subscription which would uh, you know unironically be the the more in the deeper into the indie pool that you're digging typically speaking the more money you would pay per install once you hit above those amounts um as you can imagine, for some games, especially indie games that, like, really can take off, and you never know when an indie game is going to fucking just explode. Like, indie, like, like, think of, like, Vampire Survivor, for example. Like, a game that literally costs four, like, you'd buy it for, like, four cents on Steam, and at one point, everyone, that you seem like everyone in the gaming community was playing the shit out of Vampire Survivor, and I don't think the guy that made it was sitting there going, yeah, I'm making the next certified banger. Like, that was not, that was not passing through his mind. 
So you never know when that shit's going to happen. So this was a very obviously, for a lot of indie devs, a scary proposition. When are we going to suddenly get nailed with, uh, with uh, you know, an, an expensive install base? Uh, obviously, just about every dev immediately went ballistic on social media, big and small. This was not just indie devs. A lot of uh, major developers also use, uh, also use Unity. And of course, Unreal Engine took the opportunity to remind everyone on social media that they definitely do not do this. The main social media account for Unreal came out, we're like, Hey! Over here, we don't fuck you in the butthole like they do! Just a reminder! And so they did their song and dance on social media as well. In many instances, there were cases in which active games with Unity would end up forcing a dev to send more money than the game had earned, which is a bit of a problem. So there were examples in which... Uh, based on if, like, a developers were coming out and saying, if this had been instated before I made my game, and I put the game out, based on install base and revenue earned, I would have literally had to have paid <laughs> Unity more money than the game was actually, that the game had generated. Because, How of course, they're, work? well, they're freemium games, right? Zero dollars to install, but you have in-game purchases. And so there were some games that were set up like that in which the install base would have cleared their their requirements that they that they outlined that they outlined here or outlined here but then the money that they made per user on a per user basis would have been lower than the less 20 cents than cent, 20% th- than 20, less than 20 than a, cents on average yeah and because lots of people, especially for smaller games that are freemium games, a lot of people just, I mean, you know what the conversion rate is, is roughly on, on people spending money uh, on, on microtransactions. It's less than 2%. It's like fucking one, like they're chasing, like literally chasing a tiny percentage, <clears throat> which is why you need to get, why free is important because you need to have canvas a massive fucking area to be able to, to hit it. And when you hit it big, I mean, obviously there are standouts like, Genshin Impact or shit like that where it's a, di- a different animal but yeah nevertheless there were scenarios put out by many devs to to outline this that it would either erase the revenue entirely or actually be a scenario in which they'd owe more money than they had made uh, from the game now with that being said uh, generally speaking the entire structure is poorly thought out and, and rushed when they first announced this the, the even the release was you could tell that this was not something that was 100% thought through in terms of how they were announcing this information. It was a bit of a fucking rush. Didn't make a lot of sense. There were a lot of questions that were unanswered, like, what about games that are released uh, for charity bundles and things? Are you going to charge charity bundles as well? Because they're being given up for free for the purpose of charity, to be included in things like Humble Bundle and things of that nature, you know, you never outlined anything about that. Are you just going to start charging people for installs for, for those kind of things? There's a lot of unanswered questions. And so, obviously, after many hours of the de- the developer sphere on social media shitting themselves, uh, the Unity came out and did the old, the old, oh, there's misunderstanding, and uh, we're going to claw this back, and we're going to claw that back, and thank you for your input, and... Bloody body blah, which really was just kind of like it seemed like Mr. Black, the old classic. Give them the worst possible scenario, cataclysmic shit that doesn't even make sense. And then after they all go crazy, hey, reel it back. We hear you, <laughs> we understand. And so, we're going to reel it back a bit, we're going to give you a better deal. And then it, and then it's still a 
God, it's a terrible fucking deal. But then the, the banking on the whole, oh, well, they at least walked it back. This is way better than it was before. Unfortunately, the stuff that they came out and said still wasn't all that great. So, but it's up to the developers to ultimately decide whether or not they're, you know, they're, they're okay with this. Obviously. Uh, and so with that being said, uh, Unity would eventually, like I said, come out and change this stuff. Uh, but a lot of devs said, nah. You already fucked up. You showed your hand. It's a classic show your hand situation. Some people, they only need to be shown the hand once and then they're done. So the developers of Rust, for example, which is not a small game. Rust is a pretty big game, especially uh, especially for uh, the indie-ish developer side. If you can even call them indie at this point, the game is big enough. They said, Rust 2, officially, go fuck yourself. We're taking it off of Unity. We're going to go build it on another, <laughs> another platform entirely. And yeah, but even... They but they can't be doing that because they're personally upset. I mean, they well, must yeah, be they doing can. that. They, uh, I mean, sure they can, but like Rust can't afford to spend one cent per install. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, the i the i the idea think, is the idea is that the, there's not a lot of like restrictions in place so for example and I'll, I'll let you say that there are other th- i'll let you if, say your thing because we're getting to some other bits but yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i mean you know it feels like rust might be just doing that to stand up for the little guy because at the at the end of the day rust paying one one cent per install isn't killing them it's not even it's not even a dent in in what they do so, and not only that, you can obviously write off all of your costs towards any profits that are made anyway. So, like, you know. Oh, I, I, I don't think I, they're I, doing it because they're going to go under. I think they're doing it because they, they don't like that. They don't like the way that they came out and presented it. They don't like that they were rug pulling. And, sure. and, uh, and I would also assume, in the grand scheme of things... Perhaps if you have two options before you, you have an option in which you're going to pay per install, and then you have another option in which you are not going to pay per install. Many people, especially games that are at higher scales, are probably going to just not want to pay per install. And so, Unreal... It depends depends on what the costs are to go from Unreal to Unity, right? You got to weigh the pros and cons, you know... Are, is is it a much more expensive endeavor to use Unreal Engine? I would imagine it is over Unity, which is much more basic um, in terms of. I mean, you can do some pretty intricate stuff with it, but like, it's not it's not the Unreal Engine. So, what 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 are what are the costs associated? You know what I mean? Like, are are you going to have to spend more money for developers? Uh, that that can use Unreal Engine? Is it much more expensive to develop said game? What are the subscription base like? What are the other, you know, there's got to be, I don't know enough about this, so I'm kind of just speaking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask myself, okay, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm a developer, if I got to spend an extra, if you're a big time developer and you're spending one cent, like you're obviously not going to have the lowest tier subscription, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you're any type of, <laughs> real developer that you know i i i i think this 20 cents per per install is probably for like the shit tier hey you're probably paying like fucking next to nothing a month and they're they're recouping money 
for the installs and chances are that the install um, won't be that high. So the cost won't be that high. And then also what is, what is the uh, protocol? If a game takes off, can't you just upgrade your subscription so that now it's only one cent instead of 20 cents? You know what I mean? So like if your game blows up, like what you said in the beginning, like, oh, if this game just kind of takes off, it's like, okay, well, let me just upgrade my subscription, which might cost me an extra, I don't know what the subscription prices are. They're probably pretty expensive, I would imagine, if you're if you're a developer. It's probably not like $10.99 a month or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. probably, it's probably in the thousands of dollars that you're paying uh, per year, or maybe it's even tens of thousands. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, couldn't you just upgrade your subscription? And it's just like, it's one cent per install. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's doomsday, but I'm also not a developer. So I'm ignorant when I speak about it. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't, I don't know. You know how people get, man. They blow, like, you know, obviously unity wants to make money. Yeah. Um, people can go to unreal if they want. I mean, the option is there, but it's like, what, what's that going to cost? Who knows? Maybe they see something there. Maybe they're like, hey, we're way too cheap for what we provide. And we need to make more money because over there, they might be charging. I guarantee you the Unreal Engine is more expensive than Unity. I can almost guarantee uh, it. Well, I know, I know, for example, that there are, uh, to my knowledge, and Chad could correct me, but I'm pretty, pretty confident in this, that Unreal does not touch your revenue until you've gone north of a million U.S. dollars. Okay. So only once you've gone north of a million U.S. dollars does anything actually kick in to any degree, and it's not a per install. It is a uh, some other they and they updated this like last. We talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember the very specifics. All I know is that from an indie development standpoint, a lot of people were very excited. That's all I remember about it because they basically reduced everything down to like. A well, very a minimal, bucks, yeah, like a very if, minimal if, percent. If you're an indie developer and you're not selling a million dollars worth of games, you basically get to use their stuff for free. So if they're not going to, I mean, you might have to pay a subscription base. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I would imagine you would. I mean, they're not just going to give this shit out like for free for free. Yeah, I don't but, know what like the monthly associated costs are, yeah. but but uh, but from a revenue perspective, yeah, yeah they, they made it's, big changes that a lot of people were very excited about. Yeah, it's hard to debate what is a good deal and what isn't mm-hmm. when I don't have the numbers yeah. and the intricacies of each side. Yeah. Because one side, you know what it sounds like? And I could be wrong. Once again, I'm ignorant because I don't, I don't know. I don't follow this stuff. But what it sounds like is, hey, you've got a mom and pop shop down the road that makes fresh subs. Remember when I used to live out in Dartmouth? And we used to go to that, <laughs> yeah, that sub place yeah. down the road. Yeah, the and they, they would have yeah. they would, the deli. They would have like fresh, like you, they, they'd cake you with fucking meats. And it was like, they, and, but then there was Subway, right? Yeah, Subway yeah. was Subway. But like you would go down to this local place, which I'm going to, I'm going to call Unity, right? Mm-hmm. You go down to Unity mm-hmm. and it's very friendly for the non big, you know, you want to just go grab a sub, mm-hmm. you get it and you get your money's worth and some. You're like, mm. man, shit, these are so big. I might eat half now and then half for supper. It's that, it's that big. And, but then you've got Subway over there that like is, a, is like a more known chain. There's more of them around. It's, it's popular. You know, mm. Unreal Engine pops more than Unity. If, if, if you're in the gaming sphere, 
you probably know what Unity is, but like if you're just a casual, you probably have heard of Unreal Engine. Like, you know, just from from whatever. So you go you go over there and you get Subway and Subway does their thing. You know, you know you're getting your cookies, you're getting your drink, you're getting that, and it's gonna cost you fucking fifteen bucks. But you go down to the deli and that shit's costing you six ninety nine and you're getting fresher meats. Shit just shaved right off the bitch. It's a good experience, and it's almost like no. It's like this kind of quiet. Nobody really knows about it, but like it's the, the the people who know know. And you go there and you eat, and then all of a sudden the deli goes, "Hey, we've been giving you guys a lot of meats, all right? But what we're <laughs> gonna do is for each slice of meat that you get, we're gonna charge you an extra ten cents, right? So now when you get the sub, instead of it costing six ninety nine, now it costs nine ninety nine. But Subway still costs." 15 bucks and it's fucking subway right everybody it it is what it is so then you've got the people there that like you know have been enjoying the the benefits of this like hole in the wall spot that nobody really knows about that is like untapped and because of the economic times these mom and pops the interest rates are going up all this stuff this is like these analogies work for this these businesses like we're we're not the only ones that suffer from from a, from a rough economies. Of course, of course. It, it's of just course, the way yeah. that it is. So they come out and they go, "Okay, well, well, how in the hell can we make more money? If we if we raise if we raise our subscription base, now we might be more comparable to the Subway. But we're not Subway. So why why would they pick us over Subway when they have all the marketing and and you know, Jared is in jail for being a pe- for being a pedophile and they've, you know, everything's clean over there at Subway, right? You know, they, they had their rough time. Now everything's going. I don't know why I just said Jared and pedophile. I just thought I'd throw something in there to lighten the mood up a little bit, even though it's not really that light. And there dark. goes the monetization. Uh, oh, what? The five free, cents. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who cares? Uh, but like, they, they, then they go, okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, we can't, we can't raise the subscription because we're just not in a position. Because if, because then, for example, if you had to choose between the same price, some people just might just go to Subway just because it's the familiar thing and it, you can the, you get you get more options, right? You get it's whatever. Well, they go, okay, well, let's figure out a way that we can bump up some revenue without like killing these guys. And then the moment that they decide to announce, which I'm not defending on how they announce it. Most of these corporations do, do. They're all fucking bad at this. I mean, how many times have you seen an announcement from a company that wants more money and it goes well? It just doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't, period. Mm. I mean, they could have came out and said, hey, we're going to charge this, but now we've got this amazing new feature and people would be like, ah, the pitchforks suck a dick. I mean, there ain't, you ain't winning that argument regardless. People are going to be pissed off. It doesn't matter what oh, yeah. value yeah, you bring, yeah, yeah. right? So they go, okay, well, it's going to be 20 cents for the bottom tier subscriptions because we ain't making no money off you anyway. And chances are you're not going to really sell that many copies. So it's not like the end of the world. And then you've got like the big daddios that got the top tier subscription that's one cent. And the way I look at it is what's the, I mean, I sh- it's easy for me to say what the big deal is because I'm not, I'm not in the business. But like people also got to understand that they're in the business also of making money. And so they might have, they might, and I'm sure they have because Unreal Engine is their competitor. So I'm sure that they looked at their model and said, hey, we are severely undervaluing what we have. 
And I think it's time that we bump shit up and we figure out a way that we can monetize a little bit more so that we're still a reasonable option and we're still sort of the cheaper option. Because I guarantee you, if I dug deep into this and I looked at Unreal Engine subscription base and then over a million copies, what it is, I can probably almost guarantee you it's probably still the more expensive option one way or another. It'd be pretty ludicrous if it wasn't. So I just think people went a little, went a little crazy by the sounds of it. And some of their, some of their uh, things are valid. Like when you say the charity stuff, yeah, okay. They, that might have just had been something that they didn't even think of. And then they may say, they may put, it, put an update and say, hey, listen, if it's for charity, then, you know, we won't charge you anything. Or maybe they'll gift to charity, you know? Maybe they'll match. Who knows what they want to do? But at the end of the day, it feels like a little bit of an, over, an overreaction. It feels like it's kind of... From, from the outside looking in, but I'm an ignorant guy that doesn't know this, so don't shoot me in the comments because I don't, I don't know. I'm not a dev. I don't actually know the costs, but it seems like we might be getting a little, a little too crazy over this. People, yeah. at some, you got to make, you got to bump things up. You got to make money. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I guess to elaborate on some of the other like aspects about why people were not super thrilled about this. And like you said, it's not, you're not wrong. You know, is that, you know, context, even context excluded the moment that you start charging more money for anything, it is almost impossible to not have people be upset regardless of what you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to bring to offset the, the increase in cost, increase of cost. Uh, it might have been helpful to them if they brought at least one thing that was, I mean, it would, it would have lessened the blow. They didn't bring anything. They were like, we're just going to. I mean, gonna- they could have just literally said, guys, it's 2023. Inflation is fucking stupid. Interest rates are nuts. Like, guys. We're, people we're probably would have. Everybody res- else. Like, they might have respected that more on average. Like, at least you're going to, if you're going to do it, be honest about it. But I think some of this other stuff coming up might might give you more of an idea of like. Oh, okay. Uh, there's why. more. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit. There's a little bit okay. more to it. All right. Uh, I, w- I did want to add in here, though, that even even Jeff Keighley, who is Mr. Ad Sales on Game Awards uh, himself, even Jeff Keighley was was ripping them an asshole on social media over this. If you get him out on, if you got his ass out there doing anything but filleting Hideo Kojima, you've already done some fucked up shit. Yeah, but it also feels like in situations like this, people are farming good karma, and they're they're trying well, to you know, and not only that, dude. They are, they are standing up. Like, think about it. Mm. Guys like that, they are in the business of winning over developers. They want, they, 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 they want to win people's favoritism because sure. without these developers, they don't make money. <laughs> like, sure, you know, sure. They, I, don't, I don't know if Jeff Keighley specifically is going to, is that like that fits Jeff Keighley specifically, but I understand what you're saying. I don't no, know. He's I, a I, smart yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, uh, sure. His security, and I mean, I'm not his, saying that there is any security is not smart. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. You know, people yeah, yeah, yeah. will oftentimes farm karma. Oh, I'm not. And- oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it adds validity to any of the arguments. I just found it funny that, like, like, because lots of stuff in this industry happens and pops off all the time. Lots of karma farming opportunities, oh, yeah. like constantly. And I've never seen Jeff Keeley farm karma. And it was, so this was like it was. That's why I had to say because it, it was like you know this may you get him farming karma if you want to call it that then you know you've done something kind of fucking stupid. Um, or at least very inflammatory. 
So uh, they came out and they made some changes. So reinstalls, they clarify, okay, so reinstalls not going to you know be a charge. They say that fraudulent installs, and this was something people were obviously immediately interested in. Like, okay, so if people now know that, that for any given developer running Unity, that they're going to get charged on a per-install basis, uh, and it's pretty easy to tell which game is over 200,000 people having installed it and which game isn't. It's not fucking rocket science. Uh, what are we going to do about people bot scripting uninstall reinstalls just to fuck with a dev? Because that's well, know, there's pe- got to be, so, but there's got to be some kind of token that that they can like through, well, through through Unity that like, hey, once this token is registered digitally, it can't be re-registered again. They, 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 so, I, dude, it's 2023. Uh, you would think they don't have anything like that that they're mentioning, though. They haven't said anything. What they it's what a, they said what they said is they're going to work with them on a case by case basis to investigate the validity of fraudulent activity. For each game, they don't say we have a system that is in place so that every unique user we can determine. Probably none of that. It's just case by case basis, which obviously people are not exactly. That doesn't instill a lot of confidence, you know, when when that happens. Because think of how many other companies do case by case basis, and how well does that fucking go every time you go to actually, uh, you know, state your case? It's basically a, a boilerplate message that says get fucked in legal speak and then they walk you know they walk away because they're just not interested and then you have to go to social media blow it up to the point where they're like oh we're sorry we missed your message you were you weren't supposed to get that boilerplate response my bad youtube creator team we're back on the fucking case and then you know shit happens uh so with that being said uh this is a pretty major move by unity obviously it's it's a major pricing structure change it's pretty easy to understand, you know, uh, why. It's a pretty huge indie game engine, surely, but, and you're not wrong as well to, to say this, and that's why I have this here. You know, it, this might affect 10 to 15% of all users of Unity, right? That's about probably, if I had to take a stab at it, 10, 15%, probably how many developers are actually going to fall into the category where they have sold 200 grand or, yeah. and or hit 200,000 installs and higher in, yeah. in the calendar year. So the thing is, though, the, 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 the thing is, though, is that there are some very notable people or developers that are way past that amount and, can, and steamroll that amount on the regular by building games in Unity. Some notable, too, all of Hoyo Labs, which is Genshin Impact, all of their games built they in Unity. billions of dollars. Yes, but they so have... stop bitching. They have... But they have hundreds of millions of people in this mobile game that gets uninstalled and reinstalled and, and tracking it and all the nightmarish bullshit. And again, in the grand scheme of things, unless to them, and here is the thing, if I asked, and I should ask this uh, to some of my friends that, have, that do development for gaming uh, as a job, because there's several in the community, I'll say to them, you know, on average, if somebody is a programmer that is fluent in Unity how what are the odds that they aren't also competent in current unreal engine because when you were talking about the cost of switching so if 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 genshin impacts company uh parent company hoyo uh or um or uh niantech which pokemon go is built in unity and that's a pretty fucking enormous game as well uh what would be the cost of switching engines if they felt like 
on principle or otherwise. Maybe they just don't want to spend $50 million a year in expenditure on an install base uh, issue or some shit, whatever the fuck they end up paying. Maybe they just don't want to pay that shit, and so they don't, they want to move away from the engine. What does that cost? The real cost is typically rehire or retraining, right? And then yeah, but, but, efficiencies. But the, yeah, but the thing is, is though, the, the, the details of the Unreal Engine, it's not... I think for, for games like Genshin Impact and stuff, yeah. I don't think this matters. I think where this hurts is the really small guys. Because mm. why I say that is you telling me that on the Unreal Engine, they have a, a, a system that if they have a million dollars over sales, then that's when shit starts kicking in. I believe it's, it's get- 5% above a million unless they have a very specific... And, and odds are, if you get to that scale, and maybe Unity has a special deal... With those companies as well, because you better believe when they announce oh. this shit. Oh, for sure. Phone blowing oh, up. For sure. So, what deal are you going to cut us specifically that has oh, nothing sure. to do with this shit that's going that's on right now? That's definitely going to happen. So that will be that will be. But, we gotta, you know, but you got to ask yourself: Is that one because because Genshin Impact is going to be that one cent? Assuming that they don't already have a deal where they're like, "Hey, we're just going to wait." Oh no, this they would. Be, yeah, anyone or, that size is the is the, or, the one cent. Or, yeah. So they're the one cent. Yeah. But at 5% for over a million. Yeah. And your game is selling billions of dollars. Assuming you don't have a special deal Assuming cut. Assuming you don't have a special yeah. deal cut. Yeah. Which I'm I'm I'm, you know, who knows, but like still that 1% is likely still cheaper than Unreal and it's probably why that they're suggesting it in these prices. And why it's one percent and not, or sorry, one cent and not two cents, or four cents, or five cents. They have definitely done the math. They didn't wake up one morning and say, "Guys, we just oh, no, we this just is a long term." They know the intricacies of how Unreal Engine works, and they still want to make it so that the, the cheaper option, even even with this, but it's going to be more expensive for the user. And the user is not going to be happy about the race. So this is how it is. So maybe this is a situation similar. It sounds similar to this. We could, uh, this is a more analogous to, uh, to our situation. We talked about uh, the Twitch changes to their right. model. So you in, you're in, a, in, an, in an interesting situation where the new model doesn't really affect the low end, right. doesn't really affect the high end. That's right. It specifically fucks everyone in the middle. Yeah, which is like the meat and you know the meat the meat and potatoes you know region. So if let's say it was a ten percent, ten percent of the people are going to be affected by this is a ten percent. You're looking at the band of of let's say fifty. If it was a distribution, fifty percent of the ten percent mm-hmm. are like where they're targeting to make the majority of the money with these monetary changes to right. the to the deal. And uh, if I had to take a guess, Rust is probably if they're still on Unreal or on Unity. They're probably in that category. They would be in the. They're not. They're not Genshin fucking impact, for example, or anything no. of that nature. So they wouldn't be like the top point. You know, one percent. But also, I think with Rust, and I don't know, but with Rust, it might be more advantageous for them to move now because it's going to cost them more money. And although it still might be the cheaper option to stay with Unity, what the Unreal Engine can offer them might be worth the extra small amount of money that yeah, they'll yeah. end up paying. Instead of just staying on Unity, because then also in the back of your mind, you got to go, okay, well, if they're willing to, if they're willing to raise these prices now, are they willing to raise raise these prices again in three years, in five years, 
Is one cent going to become these, two cents? Yeah, do these numbers Is go up? Is 20 cents going to become 25 cents? So they got to ask themselves this. Do we want to slowly start making the switch now and bite the bullet? We're big time now. We don't need unity, theoretically. And we're not pinching cents over here. Like, let's be real. Rust probably makes millions of dollars. Like, they're not a small... It's, not a, it's a small game, but it's not a small game. It's not like an indie, indie, indie. So, you know, they might be like, fuck it. Unreal Engine might cost us $2 million more a year because we're going to sell a ton of copies. They want 5% of our profits. But, hey, that $2 million a year might actually allow us some new in-game features, some things that graphically that we couldn't do on Unity. Um, We might be able to bring in really, really skilled professionals that are super good at, at Unreal that, you know, they don't really know Unity that much. And we can we can make up that two million dollars in an, in a in a better experience for for our players. So that might be that might be an option too. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I just want to be the devil's advocate here a little. Oh bit. no no no! And, and it's yeah. And and you're not. It's not like you're saying a, a bunch of like particularly crazy shit. I'm just looking at the rev share. Just I'm just interested in what you know Epic's uh, deal is. So, like, I guess there's, like, multiple levels to it, right? Because you've got, this is what we were talking about uh, on the podcast many months ago, was the um, the Epic Store uh, revenue, uh, how much they were taking, right? Because there was, like, 30% in many stores, and Epic capped it at 12, yep. which is a fucking monstrous difference between yep. <laughs> between 30 and 12. Yep. And so... But they're also a new platform, and they want to grow. Right? Yeah, but so, but but they also are the engine. So the idea, I think, for true. them is that yes. they're they're like, okay, well, we're going to get five percent from the engine, and we're getting twelve percent over here. Kind of we can attract out. a lot of yeah. people, yeah. and you know, it's like Amazon using their own Amazon servers on Twitch, right? It's yeah. like, hey, you know, we can kind of double dip a little bit, so we can lower down here, and you know, yeah, we might, but it all balances out because we own the entire ecosystem. Yeah, because I mean, how attractive is it for a lot of, of, of indie devs and even, you know, mid-tier where they say, okay, first million bucks is just free and fucking clear. And then, and you're only taking 12%, so I'm getting 88% if I put, if I put my game on Epic Store. Yeah. And I'm only going to lose 5% above the the 1 million, but, and, yeah. and it's all in one eco, it's all their one ecosystem and shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's no wonder. No yeah. yeah, it's hard to say no. So we'll we'll I'll be interested to see how this develops. I'll be interested to see if they make more changes because they've already made changes. Uh, but the last little piece that I wanted to add on here that was an interesting little development that people discovered because obviously it was one of the first things some people uh, were interested in was okay, this is a big announcement. Were there any moves from within the company before this change before this announcement was made specifically? Were shares being sold off before this decision was made and or more specifically announced because the decision was made this inside trading now a while ago. (laughs) Yeah. So with that being said, I doubt that is highly illegal. Interestingly enough, uh, do I have it in here? If not, I have it off the top of my head for sure. Where is. Yeah, here. So. Uh, It was discovered that nearly the entire C-suite, nearly the whole list, sold off thousands of shares not long before the announcement was made. Some of these people were smart enough to have their shit set up on an automatic sale. 
So when you're working at a company, you can have, you know, you can you can sell off some of your shares if you have a, uh, you know, if you're given shares as, as, you know, part of the company, you can sell off at certain levels of profitability, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these all happened in a really convenient, like five day window just mm. before just before this was announced. September 1st through September 6th, there were a group at the first and a group at the sixth. So many of them were set to automatic, which, you know, then you have some, and I'm not saying that this is insider trading, but it's fucking convenient. <laughs> it's fucking convenient but that they long, did do the how sales. How long were the automatic sales going? Were they doing the same automatic sales every month for the last year? Or is this that information? And that's what I'm, and that's why that's I say, important. and that's why I say, I don't know. And, yeah. but it's just very, it's an because unfortunate circumstance. Now, what I will say is that not everyone was automatic. And perhaps the most important person of all wasn't automatic. The CEO did a manual sale on the 6th of September. And when Didn't, did they come up with this info? Uh, this info was, uh, like uh, was two, three days ago. So that was inside of a week of the announcement being mm. made. Mm, that's not a good look. Nah. If anyone else had done a manual sale, probably wouldn't be all that sketchy. And I, I yeah. wouldn't be putting a question mark. But it's Riccatello. It's the CEO of the company mm. making sales on manual. And so that, that does cast a bit of a, you know, mm. of a doubt. And one of the automatic sales were also set for the 6th, which is when Riccatello sold his shares yeah. manually. Well, before, before, everybody, before anybody just assumes it's insider trading, right? Yes. There, yeah. are, there are nuances to selling, st- to, to selling yes, stocks. Yes, there are, yes. And it, it, it's also... It's also not uncommon for people that work in the company to be selling stocks on a monthly or a quarterly basis. Yes. All the time. It yeah. doesn't really matter. It's they're allowed to do it under certain set of guidelines. So, yes. you know, as long we don't have enough info. But my, I'm sure it'll all come out with Yeah, my you know. my assumption, my safe assumption, I'm not I'm not trying to actually say what they defend. I'm just saying this is my assumption, is that the automatic ones that were set to September first First of the month sale automatic. Makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and go, that's insider trading. Yeah. John Riccatello selling his shit manually on the 6th of September is a little sketchy. I'm not saying insider trading definitively. I'm saying it raises some yeah. question marks and it he might depends. need to. Yeah. It just depends on his previous actions. Is this the yeah. only time he's ever done a manual sale or does he do manual sales every three months? Does he does a manual sale every month? Who knows, right? We could sit here and speculate all day long. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if he he's privy to the information, he he knows that like when this information comes out, the stock ain't gonna raise, right? No. Like people are gonna people are gonna <laughs> no. lose their mind. It's gonna tank. And the real question is, is he gonna Does buy, he back buy it back? That's because what I'm then, saying. Then it looks real fucking bad. Then That's looks, what I'm saying. Then it looks super fucking bad because <laughs> That's what I'm you saying. Know, eventually it will go back up, especially yes. if they're making more revenue yes. and all this other stuff. But it's the shock to the system where they go, yes. hey, we're going to announce this. Let me go and sell a bag. Uh, yes. Let me free up a few million bucks <laughs> yeah. and then let's buy it uh, 10%, 12%, 15% cheaper in another two weeks when all the headlines cool down. And now, I, now I've... I've you know, I've made more money, so we'll see. We'll that's see. what I'm waiting for. I, I don't know if I put that in my notes, but that's what I'm waiting for. Like, if he comes around and he buys oh, back, he'd be foolish to do that with all the spot. I mean, you're you're literally asking him to go to jail. Yeah, at you're that just, point, you're literally asking lose your job, <laughs> lose all your you're you're fucked right on the biggest stage. Like you're you're fucked. Just take the bag. Get, hope you get away with it. Yeah, 
and let walk, it be just yeah just, <laughs> just walk. walk away just walk away yeah and you better manually sell some more stock next month no matter yes. what ideally you on be- the same day of the month on if the possible same day, you better, <laughs> better you better start <laughs> uh so yeah that's where that's at so we'll we'll wait i there will a hundred percent be more moves on this and so we will likely get i'm sure for example there will be comparisons on here's unreal versus versus unity this is what the structure actually looks like and maybe we'll have more information to be able to talk about that as it expands and we get more uh more of this stuff released and we'll let you guys know about it but for now yeah i just thought this this kind of funny like, why did it have to be the CEO on manual? Why couldn't it have been, like, literally anyone else? This is CEO doing a manual sale while everyone else is on automatic. Just looks so fucking sus. He's probably, if it's not anything major, he's probably sitting there going, God damn it. Not one of you bastards could a manual sale. But why the hell am I out here on an island by myself? Uh, next up, the iPhone 15. I'm sure you saw some of this pop up on your feeds, uh, Mr. Black, uh, you know, at some point, but maybe not. Uh, you are an Apple user. The iPhone 15, uh, was announced and paraded around on the stage at the Apple event this week. Uh, and while it's finally making the change to USB-C for the platform, thank fucking God they're getting rid of that cable. Jesus H. And they're only doing it because the European Union's forcing it. That's literally the only reason. So shout out to the EU for saying... You know, change it or you don't get to sell the iPhone in the entirety of the European Union. So that's why you're getting USB-C. So shout outs to the fucking European Union on that one. Uh, so they made the change to that. I was waiting to see if they'd come up with a way to, you know, for them to spin it that it was like Apple reinventing the wheel. No, it's not even like the full flat, like fancy USB-C. It's like they got the USB 2.0 speeds in a lot of the phones until you get to the top of the line. So they're really doing this begrudgingly. They're not fucking happy about doing it. That being said, it's not the whole point of this uh, of this little addition here. What is very impressive, of course, and as we all know this, is that anyone that has a, a relatively modern phone would know, is that these motherfuckers are getting powerful shit. The games that you can play on these bastards oh, yeah, it's are getting you know bigger and better looking and getting closer and closer to basically like bordering on console-style gaming as time goes on. We're hitting a bit of what appears to be the next frontier for this, Mr. Black, and it's starting with what they talked about being available on the iPhone 15. Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is the new Assassin's Creed about to come out, the full fancy, you know, legit, not a mobile version. These are not mobile. I will preface this. None of these are mobile. These are, they will be obviously optimized for the iPhone when they get launched, but they're not strictly mobile games. They're legitimately full releases of console-specific games. Assassin's Creed Mirage, Resident Evil Village, and Resident Evil 4 Remake were the first three that were announced that are going to be playable on the phone. And I thought that was pretty fucking important. That seems like a bit of a milestone. We're gonna have to see how these run. Those aren't small games. Those are big boy AAA titles. Uh, And again, not mobile-specific. They're being ported to the phone. And that gives you uh, an indication of how powerful the 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 chips that Apple and eventually I'm sure you know Android they're not as efficient because they don't run the software and hardware simultaneously, uh, but Android phones the same. They're getting more and more fucking powerful. These these little bastards are getting crazy. So I don't I'll, know. One sec. I, I don't yeah. know if you're if you're if this is happening on the stream or not. But you were breaking up real bad. Am I breaking? So I don't up? know. Yeah. If anybody in chat. Sees if Adam. Well, I'm watching the stream. No, you seem to. Be, it looks like it might be on my end. Like just a connection thing. Keep going. 
Like breaking up like for audio? Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, that's yeah, fucking weird. Sounded like a robot, and the video just seems very. But I will say, might... I I will say that I did have a disconnect for a short time. Okay. On the stream, hopefully that didn't translate to the to YouTube. It's probably weather related. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're kind of getting. You sound getting, good now. Yeah. It was just like a little thirty yeah. second, forty second. Uh, I think fuckery. I think we're getting some yeah. weather related fuckery because the hurricane is definitely starting to affect. All right. Internet. You're good now. Um, though. You're good. good. So yeah, I, so this is very interesting. I'm very intrigued with how those games play on that phone. That's very, that's, that's big, that's big development. So if we're getting yeah. closer and closer to just not only are you playing these games, you know, on the console, but they're just going to release these fuckers on the phone. I mean, that's going to open up a huge market Massive. that wasn't previously available, right? Well, I think uh, what they're going to need to do, though, like... To have a good gaming experience, you're gonna need to have an add-on with a controller. Like you're which gonna are have available to, totally. Yeah, like yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. those. But like, yeah, to literally sit on your phone and play a game like Resident Evil, and you're using your thumbs, it just seems a bit. Bro, those young kids, bro, they are fucking. They are assassins with that shit. I They're suppose. playing Fortnite competitively yeah. like that. Can I do it? Hell no. no! I'm terrible! No. Bro, have you ever tried that shit? My thumb will run off the top of the screen. Like, it's the one where you're just supposed to, like, stay in a small circle, you know, because like, yeah. analog sticks. And yeah. I, my brain doesn't want to do that. It just, my thumb wants to drift to, like, move the fucking screen, and so I'm terrible. But I, I was watching, like, there's a, a family that runs a Filipino restaurant nearby that we go to uh, once in a while. And they have kids, you know, their kids are there, you know, family-run restaurant. The kids are obviously, like, out sitting, doing their homework, whatever. And they're, like, in elementary school. And the little boy, who might have been six, seven years old, playing Fortnite on his phone, just raw dogging it like that. No fucking controller, no nothing. And I'm watching the speed of this bastard building in Fortnite on a phone with touchscreen. And I don't, so they're built different. So, you know, these these kids are built different. Yeah, I'm just an old fucking boomer at this point. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, there ain't enough Adderall and focus that I could I could possibly do to play. Yeah, but for us old guys, they have the controllers. You know, we can get the fucking add-on. And, right, you know, yeah. we, can, we, can, we can make it happen. But, I mean, I'm super excited to see how this pans out. Maybe they end up being dog water. Who knows? But, but for now, that was a pretty, that's a pretty big announcement. Be Bless like, Look, this I- USB-C shit, though. Bless... Oh. All of that. And the thing oh, is, yeah. is some, some Apple products already use USB-C. I don't know why, like, I, 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 I don't know what the fuck. Uh, Bro, do you know is, how much money they make on resales of fucking, like, Apple it, yeah. it, the Just an insane... It, yeah. It's an un- unfathomable amount. An unfathomable Dude, amount. The of amount money. of fucking cables that... Because I'm iPhone user. They, those cables are so shit. They, yeah. the bra- no, they, they break, break at the neck. They fucking other month. Yeah. Like, just from pulling it out and putting it back in. And they're not even... Uh, they're not cheap cables. They're fucking expensive cables. It's like fucking $30 <laughs> to buy goddamn cables. <laughs> and they're like, fucking... The fuck? Why are they so short? Why are the yeah. Apple cords like four feet? They're not even a standard yeah. length. They're like fucking yeah. randomly four Dude, feet I, long. One of, my bu- one of my buddies was bitching so hard about, about the cords. This motherfucker went on to Alibaba and he bought a hundred of these fucking cords and he's got, he's got a bin. So it's like whenever somebody cord breaks, like, yo, come on over to the house, man. I just give you one. And he pays like fucking 15 cents per cord. Right. It's just like, he just bought a fucking mass in bulk. Oh my God. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. And then he was 
He was selling them on Facebook Marketplace for five bucks a piece, and it's still it it's still like ten dollars cheaper than fucking anywhere else. You go to the gas station, you buy one, it's like fucking fifteen dollars. Like oh yeah, fourteen for a fucking cord that breaks in a month. Yeah, you that's crazy. Crazy. Well, it's bonkers. I bought like I have like all my USB cables are like are like uh, usually Anchor uh, or something similar, and they're braided. Like this? Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. And and I have like f- like 30 of them and I I honest to god, I've never once had a cable break like uh, yeah. I've ne- once and it, it could be used and abused. And so I can definitely see my internet's fucked like you're you're friggin' I, pixelated. I, I got this braided one. This is this one's lasted me a while, but like your regular ones that like the actual comes in the box, those things are fucking awful, man. Oh, they're garbage. God. No, and terrible. they're designed to be garbage. They they just they want they want your shit to break so you oh, they make so they can make like five thousand percent profit on the fucking cord they make more money off the goddamn cords they do the damn phones i think my favorite my favorite thing though about the reveal other than that just as a joke because it was a bit of a joke like it seemed like a bit of a fucking meme is that they were talking about how uh how they i think it was like tight they're doing like titanium is now the body the unibody is mm. now titanium so it's like oh it's so durable it's even stronger than it was before and then you, instead of, I think the old body was aluminum. Um, but then they still cover the whole back of the phone with glass. It's like, yeah, you could drop your phone and the, the frame is never going to be, a, the frame's not a problem. Like the frame no, is like, it's, it's metal. Screen. Yeah. But the, the, the back of the phone is just regular. It's not even like this. It's not, it's not like gorilla glass or Ruby or anything. It's just regular fucking glass on the back of the phone. So you drop that shit and nobody's like, Oh no, the corner of my phone. It's Oh no. The entire back of my phone now looks like somebody tried to put a rock through it. Like what the fuck? It's just a complete waste of time. But there you go. So an interesting, we'll see, we'll see what the performance is like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lies of P. I just like saying that name, Mr. Black. This is the dumbest fucking video game name I've ever heard. Lies of P, where you can upgrade your uh, your P organ. That's an actual thing in the game. Uh, just shout outs to uh, the dev that decided to just run with that bad boy. Uh, it's finally out, and it's sitting around an 80, uh, about an 82, so not bad. You know, they did pretty well, you know, other than the name, which probably lost it, you know, one point by itself. Uh, but otherwise, seems like it's doing pretty well review-wise. It's another Dark Souls game. You like Dark Souls, you like P. It's got both of those things. Mm, lots great. of P, lots of Dark Souls. Uh, Nintendo Direct today, uh, and, and I think in the middle of this podcast, Sony is doing a, an event as well, as per fucking usual around these parts. Uh, Nintendo Direct today didn't have much, but we did see a couple of things that I'll note here before we wrap up the gaming news. Final, uh, The final Mario Kart 8 the game that never dies. That's like 13-year-old fucking game that sold more copies than, than fucking any game ever. Uh, it's the last of the pack courses are launching this holiday. Finally. It's the last of them. They're done. They're finally going to sunset that game, let it die eventually, and maybe even replace it if we're lucky. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they launched this holiday, and the uh, so they've got more courses coming, and then they also have... The new racers, of course, and this was kind of interesting because we, you know, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen these in a Mario Kart game really, uh, or one of them anyway. Or well, I guess I guess two of them more specifically. Diddy Kong is going to be a racer. Funky Kong also going to be a racer. Pauline and Peachette, but Diddy Kong was interesting specifically because obviously Diddy Kong had his own racing game back in the day. Diddy Kong was uh was not in Mario Kart. You had DK, Donkey Kong was there. 
But, uh, but Diddy, not so much. Oh, we were loading and shit. Oh, yeah. The, and it's not even on my modem, so there's a hop somewhere between here and YouTube servers that's getting just slammed by this fucking hurricane right now. <clears throat> but, nevertheless, there you go. And then the next, uh, next and only other real major thing that I could say from the Nintendo Direct is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, which is a game a lot of people love. That's a big one right there. Is finally getting a Switch remake or a Switch update and release. Uh, and so a lot of people were excited about that one. Did you play Thousand Year Door back in the day? I have not. I have it, but I've never played it. Never played it? Did you play the original like N64 Paper Mario? Nope. Wow. Do you have that never. one? I do. Yeah. That was one. I think back when I sold my N64 games, which is... I'm Bad sad I choice. did. Uh, but even then... Back then, Paper Mario was worth a yeah, fucking a shitload of money. Like, I think I got like $50 for that fucking cart back in the day. It was crazy. Mm. I don't know what it's worth now. It's probably a lot more than $50. $50 oh, but, for sure. Yeah. But, I, think, uh, I think it's not... I think it's like... I, I want to say it's like a 90 or or $100 cart. Okay. That's yeah. pretty decent. Some of the N64 games are getting crazy, though. Just, they don't they even are. make sense. They don't even make sense anymore. Some of them just absolutely insane. The whole market doesn't make sense anymore, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Like it's 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 even hard for me to buy games these days because it's just like you can't even justify. No. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, look at that. It's a hundred. It's a hundred dollar cart. Oh, boom. dude! It's 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 actually crazy how much I know about the retro video game market. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of scary to be honest. Uh, take well, a look when what you... I bought though. I want to oh, show everybody. You... Oh, you got some shit. What do we got? Let's see, he's over All at right. the video game so... wall. Just because we brought up N64. Oh, boy. And okay. I'm not taking it out of the case. Okay. I spent... Oh, boy. $700 for this game. <laughs> this is the most money I have ever spent on a video game in my life. Cool. And I am, I am using... A, I'm usually an absolute fucking cheapskate because I'm used to buying games like pennies on the dollar. But... <sighs> Was this a sentimental purchase? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, it's so not. now I'm really curious as to what was a $700 cart. Oh, no shot! That was $700? dollars look how clean this it's is. It's clean as fuck, is, though. That's bro. crazy. This is... This, Holy this is about shit. As, this is... It's clean. Let's like, see so you get the fucking tag on it. It's oh clean, bro. Oh, my God. I'm not even was, where did you get box. it? Was it an Manuals, online deal? mint. Everything's mint. So there's this um, YouTuber... Yeah. That um uh he's called um uh Chase Chase the Deal or Chase the I wanna give him a shout out. Uh, yeah, yeah. here. Chase His name's Chase, but it's his channel is called uh Chase the Right Price, I think. Let me see here, Chase. I think it's Chase the Right Price. I'm going to Google it real quick. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Chase, the right price. Chase after the right price. That's it. Chase after the right price. So that's his YouTube channel. Um, he, um, he's, a, he's a reseller. So like he, you know, his bread and butter is video games. You can learn a lot uh, off this guy. In fact, uh, one of the podcasts, maybe a, couple weeks ago maybe a week ago i talked about like you know buying or putting up an ad about a nintendo switch and then you know uh getting people to trade you a bunch of goods um 
get like old games and shit for the the switch you don't even need to buy it and then on the way to their house go to best buy or walmart pick one up and then trade it to make you know maybe double your money triple quadruple your money and i was actually reading some comments of uh of people like oh how's that gonna work or the, you know what, what the fuck like why would somebody trade you uh a thousand dollars or twelve twelve hundred dollars worth of video games for a nintendo switch that costs you know 200 250 bucks you know, well, for one, not everybody has cash. Number two, not everybody wants to go and individually sell games on eBay and meet out with people. And number three, if there's a box of old games that's been sitting in a closet forever in a day and they have an opportunity to get the, a PS5 or a, an OLED switch or whatever, chances are that has no value to them and what you're providing has value. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a convenience thing. And then also sometimes people just don't know what they have, right? And you, you can get lucky. So anyway, this guy, he's a he's a reseller. He goes to um uh he 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 goes to yard sales, uh thrift stores, he buys games, and then he buys a whole bunch of shit. Like he'll he'll buy like fucking old record players, sneakers, whatever. Like he knows the shit. So anyway, there's this video uh on YouTube and you could probably search it and find it. I think it's it's called My Best Yard Sale Find in 20 Years is the name of the video. He goes to a yard sale, and there's this guy. He asks him, hey, do you have any video games for sale? And this guy pulls out a bucket of just minty, minty N64 games, like crisp. And we're talking some, like, high-end shit. He ends up buying everything for, like, 4000 um, you know, which isn't cheap. But he's probably got $8,000 worth of games, right? Uh, so anyway, this was in his video. Um, Heli Famous um, is in a group with him because Heli Famous is a reseller of games yeah, he as well. Did, yeah, yeah. He learns a lot from him. And he said, Yo, Jeff, like, bro, I know you've been wanting StarCraft. Like, I already have the cart for, I have three of them now. Yeah, yeah. But it's the box of manual that I, that I only cared about and the inserts and stuff. And he was like, Yeah, man, like, he's got it up on eBay, but like, I can put in a word and I'm sure he'll just sell it to you. So I messaged him on Discord and I said, Hey, man, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, my whole career, my life changed because of this game. Like I had an opera, funny enough, I was at PAX in 2014, it was either 13 or 14, uh, in Boston. And uh, there was a, a seller there at one of the booths that had a, uh, a sealed, this isn't sealed, but they had a sealed, um, Starcraft 64. It was graded. And it was like, I think it was like 90 grade or something like that. But he wanted 2,000 US dollars for the game back then. And I mean, bro, I just didn't have that type of money. I, you know, and I really wanted to buy it. I considered it. Like I, I, I it, the three days I was at PAX, I kept going there to see if it was still there. And my, everything in my soul was telling me like, Jeff, yeah, it's a lot of money. But like, dude, you've made a fuck ton of money off this game to just invest a couple thousand bucks and and this was long before I was retro game collecting so like I didn't even this was just was like just buy the game and I didn't do it and I regret it now uh uh you know that same game is is, is probably fucking I don't even know you know five seven eight thousand bucks right but anyway um he got this he had it up on on eBay I'm like bro you gotta sell me this game he's like yeah done and it was funny enough because he was like, dude, when I, when I first started, I watched all of your videos. So I was doing all of, <laughs> he was watching me do all of the yard sale stuff and he kind of got yeah, into yeah. it as well. 
Um, so he knew who I was right away and he was happy to sell it to me. So shout outs to uh, Chase after the right price. If you guys haven't checked him out, uh, go YouTube him. He's got, he's got some great content. And uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a piece of my, my I don't want to say childhood, but it's uh, when I was a teenager. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, my cousin Coleus and I, we, we, went to, yeah. um, we, we went to Roger's video. Yeah. And uh, we went to go get Star Fox 64, and they, they, all of them were rented out. I told him to pick a game. He picked StarCraft 64. We took that bitch home, and it changed my life. It's probably and, because uh, it was right next to Star Fox, where it would probably, have been. Because probably. it's all done by Alphabet. Uh, Alphabet, yeah. And so he probably just went close enough and just took yeah. the fucking... And that was it. And it's a horrible game on N64. Oh, it's fucking it's terrible. Fucking awful. Oh. You try and play this five game FPS. on an N64 controller, and at 5 FPS, bro, this ain't it. But, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I spent, it, it, I think I paid, I paid like 600, I think it was like 630 bucks for the game, uh, to have the game and it shipped, and then it, I had to spend another $90 in at border, border fees. Yeah, every time. stupid. So I'm, it's over $700 for this little thing right here. And I guarantee you guys, in five years, this will be over a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, just the, you know. the way the market's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so like this, this. It's so clean, man. It's like got the shape and everything. It's just nice. So that's yeah, dope. I got this. I got this like what two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. I, don't, I forgot to mention it last week, but since you brought up N sixty four, fuck. There is there one. Is. There is one thing I'm I'm a similar coveting trying to get, but it's, it's nearly impossible, and it's so expensive, and it's the um. There is a, a special edition Morrowind that was released for the PC that was, they had mm. a big box with like a bunch of extra shit and whatnot. And I've told Hallie to keep it up. If you see it, yeah, let yeah. me know. Yeah. But it is exceedingly rare. I've seen one on eBay for $2,000 and it wasn't even, really? it's not, this is not sealed. This is just like, what is it? Above what is it, average. Morrowind. It's Morrowind's like, like, uh, like it's, there was a collector's edition or a special edition. Uh, one second. Yeah, like there's a bunch of big box Morrowind stuff on. Yeah, there, it's but the I'm collectors. Sure it's the col- what it is. I think it's the Elder. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind Collector's Edition PC, right there, pre-owned, sixteen ninety-one Canadian right now on eBay. Special edition. They, that oh, might even be the same uh, fucking one that I've seen before, but it's you can see it's not even crispy. It's in decent shape, but the top, the top's got, you know, got a little bit of wear. It's been opened a few times. Got some tape on the side and shit. Is it and Morrowind? It's Morrowind. Morrowind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, one sec. I'll give you the the link. Yeah, send me the link. Morrowind. Morrowind Collector's Edition. Here. Yeah, send that shit over. I want to check. I want to see. I want to see if I've ever seen it. Yeah, you're gonna be looking oh, for that. Shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that is my. Oh, it's got a statue with it too. Yeah, that's that is my. Uh... That's dope. I've never grail. seen that before. That's my that's yeah. my grail. I, I've never even seen that before. Yeah. Well, then, like it was a limited run. Not very many. You know, not it wasn't it wasn't made for very long. Uh, back when it first came out, and you know, PC boxes so hard to oh, get a PC yeah. box not fucking destroyed. Let alone have oh, yeah. it in general. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's that's my that's my grail. I mean, other than that, I have my other my other grail. I've already got most of my other grails. I've got that lithographic print from Riven. Uh, that was like twenty six hundred dollars or some shit. Uh, but it's like a limited number. There was only a handful made, and I think it mine's number one. Uh, and it's got the authentication uh, nice. thing on it, original original frame, the whole nine yards. And then I got this, which is the uh, from Mister Riven hardcover, which was a limited run back in nineteen ninety seven. Wasn't they there did? somebody that made the actual book and it it was like it 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 <coughs> yes. like a monitor in it and everything? It's like it's so like somebody a, did that like for fun years ago, and then when yeah. they did a when they did a Kickstarter back in the day for I can't remember if it was the twentieth anniversary of Mist or whatever the what what I think it was twentieth anniversary. Um, they have and I own it. I have it. Uh, so you open it and it has an LCD screen and it looks like the Mist book, the Lincoln yeah. book. You open it. And you can and you can load it with whatever you want, but it comes loaded with all of the flyby FMVs for all of the levels for the Mist games in the in How the, big is in the it. screen. Uh, it's like the size of a phone. It, well, it's the same as it is in the game, which was never that. It wasn't like the full screen. It was like yeah. you know, uh, you know, probably you know, like a yeah. fucking whatever. But uh, yeah, it was super dope, and so I have that and and uh, as well. But and then and then in that same uh, Kickstarter was also where I got the original, a piece of original um, uh, concept art for Riven. So, like, an actual, like, just parchment paper thing that they had that the brothers, you know, were drawing stuff out. I was number 13. I'm fucking sour because I sat there. I was like, oh, it's so much money. I don't know if I want to do it. And I waited so long. I was number 13. And it was the first come, first serve. And I was uh, like, Ugh. you probably You probably could have got right at the tippity top if you didn't delay, Adam. No. Sometimes you just got to pull the trigger, Adam. Sometimes you just got to pull the trigger. I went from number, I think it was, I, I the lowest I could have been was like six. I ended up being 13. And so what, how they did it was they had a whole bunch of stuff they found like in the office, like all the old concept art and stuff. And there was one that was the concept art. I was so fucking salty for the hive, which is on the cover of Riven, the the yeah. orb thing. There was yeah. that that motherfucker was there, and I was like, ah, no, I need it. And I knew mm. it was going to be gone. First person took that shit. I was like, you mm. son of a bitch, because my lithograph is of the hive, and so I was like, oh my god, lithograph concept art. Yeah, you could get that shit that shit framed. It'd be ah. Uh. Uh. Yeah, but right. nevertheless, it's okay. My my concept art is for other is some other cool aspects of the game. They have like handwriting on it where they were like, you know, questioning what this was going to be for, and also it's kind of just really neat. Like to think back in the '90s, the brothers were sitting at a table in like yeah. a fucking basement, basically somewhere, coming up with the the you know the this this whole game. So those are like my grail. But that Morrowind is the grail grail, and I haven't seen. I'm pretty sure that's the same one I saw years ago. He hasn't sold it yet. Nobody's fucking bought it. But like, well, give him an offer. Right? You can bid on it, right? Well, I ain't got the money right now. I can tell you that yeah, much. Yeah. But it's just it's, like, but, you know, but it looks like it will be there when I'm ready. <laughs> it'll probably be there when you're ready. Yeah, it'll probably be there. But yeah, uh, but that was, uh, that was, yeah, that's, that, that's my, that's my, group. that's super dope. I didn't like, I, I didn't think anyone would have had a StarCraft 64 oh, in a rare. box. Oh, it's rare. There, and the thing is, is there's a few on eBay. With the with the boxes, but they ain't nowhere's near the quality of this. No, I mean, that's super nice. Like flat as a pancake. This thing is just uh it's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty. And he so, got like a whole box of that kind of shit, eh? Yeah, it was. Uh, he got the whole fucking 
kitten bro Google. who I mean, ca- who keeps that shit that crisp i mean how, how do you even those boxes a, are so t- frail dude it you should watch the video like i like i said it's called uh uh my best yard sale fine in 20 years and dude when he opens the box you're gonna go what the <laughs> fuck how the fuck what the actual fuck dude like, my, my boxes were fucked pounding. up on day one when yes. i opened it for the first time yes. fucked so dude, how there, well there are people that are super anal about their boxes and shit yeah and they'll fucking they'll put on and then there are some videos out there where what people do is they buy two copies so they buy one copy and then yeah. they leave another copy just sealed in a box somewhere and then somebody like dies or it's in a storage locker somewhere and they pull the shit out and they're going, what the actual fuck? There's like 30 games in here sealed from like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, and it's just true. Like, it's just money. It's money. I keep telling myself rare. I should do that with my games, but now that like games aren't physical anymore, you kind of like miss the fucking bus on yeah, that but shit. At the, yeah, but at the same time, like think about it. Games like the Wii U games, they're all going up in price right now. Yeah, GameCube? Yeah gone fucking bananas crazy crazy is fucking crazy going up imagine it even even now like the nintendo switch imagine just buying i know it's easier said than done because you're already spending a hundred dollars on a fucking game but like imagine if for every game that you bought you bought two of them and then you just left these games sealed and you didn't touch them for 20 years i guarantee you man i guarantee you you're gonna you're gonna make multiples on your money like multiples what I want to know is how much Jeff Gersman's collection is worth because oh, bro, he, you know he has got he's probably got every oh dude it's in a vault he, somewhere he did the same thing where he bought a fresh copy alongside yep. whatever he's got triples in some games like he's just got fucking shit just like and it was his entire garage was was when he moved he did a series of live streams where he was going through his garage showing off all the shit as he was digging cuz he forgets so much shit from 30 plus like 30 years in the games industry he forgot what he had and he doesn't just have like the shit off the shelf he's got oh, like bro. the shit that like shit. he's got yeah. the special shit yeah yeah he's got the special stuff that ain't I was nobody like, got oh my god how yeah, much dude. money is in this garage but i mean the guy's already filthy rich right so he probably doesn't even think of it like like dollar oh. signs he just probably thinks of it as like memorabilia oh, and stuff that god. like you know but in, yeah. Like so. Some of the stuff he pulled out, I'm like, where, where, like there's yeah. none, there's, you have the only one. And he yeah. kept some really esoteric shit. Like he had like bags of Doritos that were like special fucking edition, like bags of Doritos. Well, Not the ones you buy in shit. stores, but like yeah, the ones that like devs gave him yes, specifically. People love that shit, dude. That's true. Like, I know. It, like there's collectors that like love the obscure shit. Like <sighs> we're talking like old world nintendo jackets and fucking like baseball hats that were like only ran for a certain amount of time and the majority of them are in the dumpster somewhere just like fucking and people just eat that shit up man and what's crazy is when you get shit like this you almost you you almost can just name your price yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah there is to a degree a price in which like you know is kind of ludicrous but like I could put this on on eBay and put it up for a thousand dollars, and yeah. it might sit there for three months, six months. Eventually, somebody sell. is gonna buy this shit because they're like me, and it's something sentimental to them. And it's not the money; it's the it's the product. They just want it, and and it's rare. It's not like you just go. It's not like you can just go buy it, right? So no, 
Yeah. Uh, you know who I crazy. feel bad? You know who I feel bad for? Just to wrap this up before we go into the, the, the cello. I feel bad for, his name is also Adam, who, who ran the last game store in Halifax. Mm, yeah, he got ran out. Because he got ran out at, like, literally... Yeah, just before the boom. Just before everything yeah. in that store would have been worth a fucking goddamn yep. fortune. fortune. Yep. I feel like when I, when it was the pandemic and it started to run up and I was like, oh, no, dude. I was like, for him, he's probably just just losing his shit yeah, over I mean, how much money he on. had. He got fucked on because he lost his, his business. I mean, that's already yeah. horrible in and itself. And then to know that the stuff that you probably had to sell at its at a discount to just make ends meet to get out of it uh. now is worth, you know, fifty to seventy percent more like overnight. Overnight, really. bro. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, that pandemic, everybody was just online buying old games. They had more time on their hands than ever before. And the one and his nostalgia, like nostalgia, like they're looking for some anything to make them feel something. Feel good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah, nostalgia yeah. purchases. Yeah. yeah, they just want to play it. That's crazy. All right. Well, I just want to hear a sell, Mister Black. What do you got for us? Uh, patreoncom TV. I think we're about three hundred dollars off. And Nova War says so. Head on over there and throw money at the screen if you can't afford to do so. That's totally fine. Just hit mm. the like button. Hang out. Give us a view. Share it with a friend. Uh, leave a comment. Do the things that. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to do. Show a little class. All right. Hit the like button. Fucking, you know, help out. Just make it happen. And if you don't, (laughs) shame on you. You should be very, very upset with yourself (laughs) for not. All right. No. I seriously, though, hit the like button. All right. It doesn't take two (laughs) seconds. Okay. Um, and then if you've, you know, if you got some money to spend, good news, it's very cheap. Uh, we got NordVPN. Thanks to mm. you guys, all right, and people on my stream. Uh, we, you know, we got it so that we, we got another re-up with, with, uh, with NordVPN. Let's go! They've been, they've been sponsoring us for years. You guys have been, uh, you guys have been uh, showing up in a big way and getting your two-year subscriptions. And now officially, um, they will permanently be giving out, uh, from what I'm told, uh, for uh, extra months when you get that two-year subscription. So, and it, you know, you ain't got to worry about, oh, well, four months. Last time it was one month. Uh, no, four months. That's what you're getting on top of the two-year when you use the promo code OTT, all right? NordVPN. So it's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash O-T-T. Get a two-year subscription. Get yourself four extra months Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. I personally now stream using NordVPN. It helps with my ping in Grand Theft Auto when I'm uh, um, on the RP server. Um, it's The service works great, guys. They've been in the game for over 11 years. They're the top dog. It's what they do. And they do more than just um, make it so that you have anonymity on the internet. They, Holy shit, you ran that word out like butter, bro. That shit. I can't save send that word to save my life. You just fucking <laughs> rattled that shit off like, like nothing. Can you do you it like again, that? though? Anonymity? Fuck. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I've been practicing. I've been, listen, I've been, I've been talking about NordVPN for years. 
There's something wrong if I couldn't do it. And I'm the I'm the guy that sells out, Adam. You're just here telling me when to sell out. All right. I can't I can't say that word. <laughs> so, uh, guys, they do more than just that, right? They also have threat protection on the PC app that's free when you get your subscription. You can run that in the background. You don't have to connect to a server. It just makes it so that it can detect and remove malware while you're on your PC, along with a list of other things. It's all about protection, guys. It's a digital world out there, and we're continuously getting more and more digital as time goes on. So if you're going to be on the internet, at least give yourself that layer of protection, right? I hate to make the analogy, but if you're going to dip into something new, you got to wear a condom. You know what I'm saying? you got to be <laughs> responsible, right? The internet can be a place full of, full of STDs, you know what I'm saying, or STIs, whatever's the proper way of saying it. There's a lot of viruses out there. There's a lot of malware out there. There's a lot of people out there that want to get your information steal from you, get your credit card information. They want to know your IP. They want to know what you're doing. They want to get your cookies. They want to do all this stuff. Have NordVPN. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. Like, I think it's one in three households have a VPN now. This isn't, this isn't just a niche market anymore. It's almost a necessity. Now, I'm not trying to scare y'all, but do you want an STD on the internet? I know I don't. <laughs> I know I don't. So go ahead and get yourself a VPN. It works fantastically, all right? 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it for, what, for any reason, get your money back within 30 days. It's less than a cup of coffee a month, guys. Four extra months. Use the promo code OTT. Uh, and and stay, stay safe and anonymous when you're traveling, when you're at home. You can use it on your iPhone, your Android, your Mac, your PC, your pretty much any device. You can hook it right directly up to your router if you want. Have every... Every device in your household protected off just one of your connections. You can have up to six. So if, if you're like Adam and you've got somebody that's got a small Filipino family that is 30 people minimal, you can use one, one of them connections, can cover all 30 of them. Just boom, right there. And you still got five left to chill out and do whatever. So go check them out, NordVPN.com. <laughs> Slash OTT. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, what oh, a sellout. Well done. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to sell. Hey, it, man. crushed I'm it. I'm trying to sell. Crushed it. Thanks, bro. <laughs> now it's time for <laughs> movies and TV. Mm, you know who else is crushing it? Ooh. Barbie. Barbie is fucking mangling that shit out there. She ain't got no time for nobody. She is making so much money in the box office, Mr. Black, and has now (laughs) officially passed Deathly Hallows Part 2 to become the number one box office uh, uh, earner for Warner Brothers. Previously, Mm. it was uh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2. And now they've taken over. That sits at $1.404 billion. Damn. Is where, that is a lot of money on Barbie. Oh, my God. Damn. Damn. And you know that you know that movie ain't cost no... That movie didn't cost more than $100 million <laughs> bucks. Let me see nah. here. Barbie. 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 Uh, budget. Let me see here. Okay. Uh, oh, look at that. The original film budget was approximately $100 million. Fucking nailed However, it. as time passed, it steadily escalated to about $145 million. So they spent $145 million. 
then they probably spent, say, another hundred million in marketing. Maybe more, actually. They went nuts. I think nuts more. The they went nuts. Yeah. 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 They did go nuts in marketing. So maybe, maybe they, they doubled it. You know, maybe they're in for 300 million, maybe 350 million, because they, that marketing campaign was fucking nuts. That was. Um, Maybe it just stood out because it was pink and it's like in your face, but I just believe they're just everywhere. Everywhere. Like, I mean, everywhere. Um, yeah, 100. So say they're in for 350 million. Go fuck it. Go to 400 million on the high end. They made a billion dollars in profit, man. Bill. And they and ain't, ain't digital yet. No. They ain't digital. They ain't on digital yet. No. So this could theoretically, given just a little bit more time, Pass Frozen 2 as the highest grossing female directed film of all time. Which is currently sitting at, I believe, 1.43-ish. Mm. And so it's, oh, it's beat that. 200 and let's, let's call it, let's call it, um, let's, let's call it, not even, no, that's, we're, 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 we're 26 mil mm. away. Mm. They gotta hit that before they're out of theaters. That's gotta happen. Oh, they'll they'll hit that. I mean, at the at the very least, they'll do a re, they'll 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 put in a longer version or they'll uh, re-release it. They, oh yeah, they'll if they're that close. Yeah, oh, it's happening. They get they're gonna go there. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of when. So so uh, shout out congratulations. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know it's not it's not my cup of tea, but when, no. it, when I can watch it here on digital, Kayla really wants to watch it. So. I'll suffer through it. You'll enjoy, you'll at least enjoy Ryan Gosling, who really just fucking threw his entire soul I mean, into I being king. I mean, Ryan Gosling, right? It's a good-looking dude. Fucking, he's, he's, got, he's, you know, it's Ryan Gosling. How, Ryan yeah, how Gosling. you can't, you can't, you, you gotta just like the guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, after announcing, or the announcement that the upcoming film, uh, The Boy and the Heron, would be Studio Ghibli's, uh, hi, um, hey, <laughs> Hi-o, I, 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 hi, hey-o, I, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his first name, and I'm fucking salty, but Miyazaki's last film. Uh, a follow-up announcement was made a few days later after many people were basically just collapsing on social media over the thought of him no longer making more, uh, more movies, uh, that he's already back in the office with new movie ideas. The man is 82 years old! Mm. He's been doing animation for fucking decades! And everyone keeps thinking, is this his last movie? Is this the last one? Because when they do it, that's some hand-drawn shit. They ain't fucking with the, all the fancy whatever the shit. They are, they are torturing their employees with more burnout than anyone. But you know what? He doesn't, he doesn't, like, he doesn't sit back with the whip. Mm. He's in the trenches. Mm. He's in there grinding it out even at 82 mm. years old. Mm. And so he's back. Everyone thought, oh shit, this is the last one. Miyazaki's put out some certified bangers. I don't think the Ghibli's put out a shit movie in their entire existence. Uh, they uh, they basically just put out bangers, and so I'm Bro, sure this wanna, will also do well. You want to know who else is out here still doing it? Who's that? At 85 years old, still out here doing it? Ian McClellan? Ridley Scott. Oh. Ridley Scott. <laughs> this motherfucker has got, he's directing Gladiator 2, which comes out next year. Okay. Which stars Denzel Washington. I'm fucking in, by the way. That's an interesting that's an um, interesting development. I'm so the fuck in, right? And and some of like some of the old, you know, people are back. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal is also a star in it. I mean, okay. this movie's gonna be fucking this is gonna be a big movie. All right. This motherfucker's 85 years old and he's making Gladiator 2. He's 85. Uh- 
there are some there's some there's some actors and actresses and directors and stuff out there doing it big. I mean, Ian McClellan, like I was mentioning, I think he's 92 and he's still doing stage theater yeah, on the regular. Crazy. At 92. Yeah. That shit's insane. So, I mean, there's some out there. They're out there. They're they're built different. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. They're built different. That sounds dope. That's a hell of a starting cast for a gladiator too. That's for sure. Did he say that this might be like his last fucking piece or anything? Or is he just like, this is another day in the office. I'm on, I'm on his filmography and he's got a bunch of shit coming out. This guy is going to work until he's dead, man. (laughs) Like he's, he's even like, he's, uh, he's directing a new alien movie, like an alien prequel. Oh, really? Okay. So he's got that coming after gladiator. I mean, this guy is out here still making hits, like making big blockbusters at 85 years old. It's kind of impressive. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how these movies turn out. Speaking of movies, I did go to the movie theater and I watched, um, uh, um, Denzel's, um, uh, what's it called there? Fucking somebody's going to say it in the chat. I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to help you with this one today. Denzel Washington. Uh, the equalizer, the equalizer, oh, the last equalizer. Yeah. I saw that. Saw that. Uh, it was good. It was better than the second one. Not quite as good as the first one. And um, it was fun. It was, I, I felt like they could have, they could have taken out about 15 minutes of the movie. Um, but I understand why it was in there. Mm-hmm. So like basically the premise, the premise of the film is, I don't, have you watched any of the Equalizers? Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, we watched, cool, cool. And, and coincidentally we watched Equalizer 2 like fucking a week and a half ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So this one, in my opinion, is better than two. Um, and two was okay. Like Two had uh, Pedro Pascal in it, right? He, I think he yes. was the big bad guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, which, which was good. The, there was more action in two than there was in this one. So in this one, I found that the action was, there, it was a bit lackluster in terms of how much action you got. Like there was maybe like three scenes in the film that really was like, okay, these are big, big action set pieces. Um, and then there was obviously some killing and different little things that happen sort of in, in between, but, um, yeah, it was fun. It was like the premise was, is, is, is he was out. I won't give any spoils, but like he's, he's gone to this place. Um, something happens to him. Um, he, he, he falls in love with this area, the small sort of what we'll call it a town. And, um, you know, the, the mafia, uh, kind of, or the mob or whatever kind of comes through and, uh, they're, they're really, uh, coming down on these small businesses and, um, they're, they're, they're running drugs through this, this port type thing. And, um, you know, Denzel's there. He, he doesn't, you know, he, he just wants to, he just wants to be left alone type shit. You know what I'm saying? Is this the retirement story for really? Well, they don't really talk. He does. There's no real talk about retirement, but you can tell that like he just wants to be in peace and yeah. he doesn't want the shit. So, you know, Denzel Denzel's character is, you know, basically tells these dudes, you know, in this in in the scene where where he's like, "Hey guys, you know, I'm starting to really like this place, all right? So fuck off." Right? Just basically fuck off, you know, or you're going to fuck around and you're going to find out, right? And these dudes are like, "This fuck is this old <laughs> fucking black dude, right? Who the fuck is this guy?" Right? Well, they fucked around. And they found out, right? So, that's that's the premise. That's the premise of the of the film. Which was cool about it. What was cool about it is, um, 
uh, what's her face is back in the film uh, in a film with him for the first time since Man on Fire. Uh, Man on Fire. Uh, what's her face? She was a big child star. Um, she was in all those fucking movies. Oh um, God! Um, uh, you, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah young yeah, girl, yeah. and then you know now she's like you know <laughs> fucking woman. Like uh, I forget, I forget her name. Somebody, somebody in chat will say it. But uh, she was in it, so it was cool to see them share the screen again. Um, it was kind of like a throwback, and it's very the the movie's like very like Man on Fire. Like whenever Denzel does these types of action movies, it's like. It's Denzel. How, how like, philosophical does Denzel Washington get in the Equalizer Three, Mister Black? A little bit. Little he bit. Gets a little bit. He gets now, a little bit. what? What are we? Are, is, it general, fanning, is, it, oh, is it general? Is it? Is it? Is generalized philosophy, or is it uh, Denzel using another uh, the the Equalizer Three to do another? I need to desperately speak to the young black generation philosophy. No, no. There's none of that. There's there's no. Um, because that was no, Equalizer 2, right? Equalizer yeah, 2 yeah, was yeah, like yeah. the, yeah, that was like yeah, his. Yeah, there's, I don't want to give too much away. There is, yeah, a, yeah. there is a, there is like a small undertone of, mm. a, of, of a specific issue, but it, it isn't, it force fed down your throat and you really don't even think about it. Like I, I only really mm. thought about it now that you've kind of. Oh, I don't, I don't, it. and I don't have anything because Denzel usually does a pretty good job of not being like, it doesn't feel ham fisted. Like Equalizer yeah, yeah, 2 yeah, yeah. is very specifically. A Denzel doing a movie for young black men. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like him just like fucking beating you in the head. (laughs) I think he is quite literally the only black person in this movie, maybe outside of some cops. Like there might've been, I don't even actually, I don't even think there was any cops that were, that were black. I'd actually think Denzel. And that was the thing is he stood out amongst the town because he's the only black. Is it white? No, it's, 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 um, it's, uh, it's, or is he just the only black guy? He's the only black guy. It's more like, uh, uh, we'll just say it's more European ish. It's like Uh, more of a, okay, I gotcha. You know, the people, the people, there is actually, there is one other, there is one black, there's a black girl actually, and it's the one that he kind of, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's, there are people of color. But it's but, they're not black. Yeah, you know okay, I got mean? you. I got it's, you. I you got know you. what I mean? Like, I thought the way that you were saying it, I was like, did he just is this Denzel going out no, to like fucking no. like Midwest America, and all of a sudden it's just white everywhere, no, no, and then no. Denzel? It's not even in America. It's not oh, okay. Even in America. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it was good. It was a it it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm. So I left. I had a certain expectation, and I left the theater going, "Hey, that was a good time at the movie theaters." It was a solid film. And I mean, it's Denzel. He can act like a motherfucker. Oh, right? Of course. The script is whatever. The script yeah. was kind of like, meh, fucking, you know, it was like, you know, but none it, of the it, equalizers it, are like fucking no. banger scripts. It's no. just, you know, it's like, uh, basically it's, it's like, uh, the, the, the dude that you like there, um, the uh, Liam Neeson, right? Yeah. It's like if Denzel, if you put Denzel in any of these Liam Neeson films, right. He could do what Liam Neeson does, but better, and it would yeah. just be better acted, and it would just yeah, be yeah. a. But but it still works, you know. The There'd be less jump great. cuts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can tell Denzel is getting older. Like you oh, can of really, course. Well, that was my follow up. Really is like, tell, yeah. How believable is this? Is this is this sixty eight year old Liam Neeson doing like another action film, or is this like they still made it quasi believable that Denzel was capable of doing the shit that he's no, doing? No, it was it was capable, but I like how they did it. Um, you know, without getting into too many spoilers, like, you know, Denzel's character is injured for a a fair amount of this film. And so 
you know, I think maybe they were masking some of his abilities with the fact that, you know, right. he's, he's he's not fucking, you know, 40 years old anymore. I think he's probably in his late 60s. Um, yeah. And, and you, you know, he's still, you know, black don't crack. Like, he still looks like he's, you know, in his 50s, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but at the same time, his abilities to, like, run around and fucking, you know, do whatever – it was very tastefully done on his action sequences that still made it very believable and badass. You know, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I am going to want to see that at some point. Cause she's a big equalizer yeah. fan. She's uh, yeah, she's, she loves those, loves those movies. Yeah, he's 68. That's what I just looked up. 68 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I don't think I saw, I don't think we watched any movies here. Really. I, M's been basically working, most of the time, so we didn't really sit down to watch any movies, really. Just the typical fucking true crime shit that she constantly has on TV. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's basically it, I, I guess, for movies and TV. Which means it's time to move on to... Uh, tech support! Patreon.com slash LagTV is a place to go if you want to financially support the podcast each and every week. Put up a post, it's called Tech Support! And for $5 or more a month, amongst other things that you may or may not have access to, you can ask us some questions on that post on the Patreon page, and we give you some answers, both here and during StarCraft casting, when possible. Let's see what we got this week. Oh, Kevin asks, what company would you like to be an additional sponsor of the podcast, whether because you like the company or you just want to try their stuff for free? Maybe saying it will manifest it into the universe. I don't know. I mean, like for me is I've never taken sponsorships on my own stuff, typically because the stuff that was available to me were like, uh, products that I could not possibly believe less in if I tried. And mm. I've never been capable of ignoring the fact that I don't believe in the thing that I'm selling. I'm not like, there's lots of people that can do that. I can't. I just, I feel like I'm literally fleecing people because I'm going to sit there and tell them like, am I going to sit there like back in the day when Razor was sponsoring, like literally fucking everyone under the sun. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, and their products have gotten better. There's like two or three of their products now that are pretty reasonable. But back then, no. And, uh, and so, you know, the opportunity came across my table multiple times and I was just sitting there like, am I going to be sitting here using a totally different brand on my table mm. and just tell people that they should run out and buy this product because this company is paying me per month just to say that shit. And I've never been able to, to, to do that. So there are some companies I'd like, you know, that I've always wanted to be able to, because they're, com they're companies of products that I use. Like, that's the, uh, that's the dream, right? Like, Nord. We both use Nord. That's an easy, that's an easy sell. And I can freely, in, you know, tell other people, you're going to have a good experience. It's a good product. If you're in the market for it, that's easy. You know, boom. Mm. No, no, I don't feel, I don't lay down at night and go, fuck me. I'm fleecing these people out here off the Nord's VPN. No, because the Nord VPN's a, a fantastic product and a lot of people uh, are going to get a lot of value out of it. But there aren't that many companies that are doing sponsorships anymore that I would, that like, that I'm aware of that are doing sponsorships 
that we'd even be able to like lock up. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, Logitech is an easy fucking one. This is, you know, I just got a new Logitech mouse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The new yeah. five. What is it? A five hundred two? New five hundred two? Five hundred two hero. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, Logitech would be would be good. Sennheiser was always on my short list. If I get Sennheiser uh, as a sponsor for anything, um, you know, things things like that. I like I'd consider LG because most of their uh, panel products are really good. A lot of other companies use all of their panels for their their things, whether it's a uh, a computer monitor or a television, things of that nature. Um, yeah. I mean, there 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 are some companies that would be interesting for sure, but. Most of the people that are out there doing sponsors or companies that are doing sponsorships right now, a lot of them are just like food related, like their drinks, snacks, stuff yeah. like that. Getting other sponsorships for hardware and whatnot. You don't really make money. They typically just want to send you product. And this is regardless of how big you are. Like you got to be fucking massive before those companies are like, fine, we'll pay you money, but it's not even going to be that much. Uh, and so... Yeah, I don't know, but those are typically the ones that I would have always wanted to to work with. What about you, Mr. Black? Any any can companies you, ask, that you haven't you ask me the question again? Basically, like if you if you have an additional sponsor for the podcast, you know whether yeah. you like the company or you just want to you know be able to like said to try their stuff for free. Um, you know, what is there any sponsors that you would have liked to have had that we haven't had before for the podcast specifically? Or just, I, I guess you could or answer that in general. in general. Yeah, in general. I mean, I, I, I have a little bit more of a nuanced approach when it comes to sponsors. Like, for one, I have only... I mean, in the first few years of my career as a streamer and a YouTuber, you know, I, I, I would take virtually anything that... They're like if Razer, for example, wanted to give me a keyboard and mouse and they're like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Back then, I didn't I didn't really know and I didn't really care. It was just like, oh, my God, like, oh, they got companies that want to work with me like, oh, this is fantastic. And then once you start, like, you know, realizing how the industry works and, you know, like your value, um, you know, and then you have options, it, it changes things a little bit. So for me, like I get offered sponsorship deals all the time. Like, you know, uh, my, my email and I don't even know where people get my email sometimes. Like it's, it's bizarre, like some of the things, but it's been nice too, because I've, I've, I've had some, like, I'm doing a pretty big deal right now with, uh, with Dragonair. Um, they get, that game comes out on the 19th, but, um, you know, they just randomly emailed me. I'm like, where did I ask them? Like, where'd you get my email? They're like, Oh, it was on your social media. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this shit actually works. Okay, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the way that I look at sponsorships are, there are certain things that I just won't promote there. There, there just is because I don't really like the product. So like today, if razor was like, Hey, Jeff, like I'll pay you $2,000 a month. We're really, um, we're really fucking razor up right now. Right now. Well, I mean, you know, I, be, I'm, I don't mind bringing up razor because I, I've publicly said before that I don't, I'm not a big yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a big fan, at least of their headsets and stuff. Like, you know, they're, they do have a mouse and keyboard that are, that's very functional and that, yeah, yeah. that works fine. But like, I just find the quality of razor just kind of cheap plasticky, not really, not really there. So like if razor came to me and they're like, Hey Jeff, like we'll pay you $2,000 a month. Um, you know, I just need you to, you know, have your webcam on, show these razor products, put your discount code and blast it on social media, et cetera. I'd probably say no, 
But I'll be honest, if Razor was like, hey, I'll pay you $5,000 a month, I'm going to take the deal. But the thing is, is like what I'll tell them is I'm not going to wear your headset because I don't like your headsets. Like I'm using my Sennheisers. I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote. I'm for one, I got to wear these and use these all day. And then number two, if I'm not a big fan of your product, I'll be more than happy to promote your keyboard and mouse or, you know, I don't, I don't mind showcasing the things that I enjoy that I think that there's value in. So that's when I would use a little bit more of a nuance. If they're going to pay a lot, if they're not going to pay a lot, then I'm not even going to bother with that nuance. I'll go, I'll go hit up Sennheiser and be like, Hey, you know, instead of $2,000 a month, how about you pay me a thousand dollars a month and just give me product. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy that product a lot more. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to get more use out of it. I'm willing to take that, that $12,000 a year hit, um, to have, maybe $5,000 in product and shit that I'm going to use forever. And I can confidently say to everybody in the community that like, this is the best, the best, right? Like for your money, the bang on your buck, go buy this thing. It's fantastic. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, when it comes to like energy drinks, things like things of those natures, it's, it's sort of the same deal. I don't have to absolutely love a product. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be people out there that will love the product. Just because I don't like something doesn't necessarily mean, or that I don't love something doesn't necessarily mean that people in the audience aren't going to love it. It's, it's, it's like I'm willing to take less money if it's something that I love. I'm not getting rich off NordVPN, okay? We're not getting rich off NordVPN, guys. I'm going to no. be honest. No. We're, we're, we're not. It's, no. it's, it's. You know, I'm not going to go, but like, I'm grateful yes. that they continue to support us financially in, in a way that they can, because at the end of the day, we only offer so much value. We, we can't ask yeah. for a bajillion dollars if we're only getting X amount of conversion, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is we use the product every day. And so why not promote something? Yeah, it might not pay. It might not, you know, it's not paying our bills. You know what I mean? But like it's it's enough there that like we can feel good about promoting it and feel like we're getting something out of it. But then also we know that they have a fantastic product, like what Adam said, and we can confidently tell people to like, hey, if you're gonna get a VPN, this is the one you want to get. Um, so you know, for I, it's a long wind answer, but like it it really money talks, right? Money talks. So you know they're. Dude, I've been I've been paid, you know, five figures from companies to, you know, to promote. I've dude, I've 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 had some pretty big deals in my time where the thing that I'm promoting, I like, but I don't love. Um but it's but it's competent. It's good. But like it's not it's not the best thing out there. Um but they're going to pay me enough that like, hey, I can't say no to this. So what I'll do is I'll highlight the things that I love. And I won't speak about the things, the products that I don't really like. So that way I'm not lying to people, but I'm like, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm still promoting the products that I, that I really enjoy. I mean, I was with uh, Corsair and um, Elgato. They, 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 Corsair like bought them out, but like I was with those guys for a while and there are some Elgato products that I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but there, there are products like the Steam Deck that I fucking use every day all the time. They've got a wave three. I don't, they don't pay me like even still today, they don't pay me now, 
But like the Wave 3 microphone, fantastic. For the money, it's like, dude, it's a no-brainer. But like at the end of the day, when I was sponsored by them, I'm not removing my Neumann so I can use an Elgato product. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry. This is a fucking Neumann, right? The, 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 you can't even compare the two. But, but they have products that I loved. And so I promoted those. So it's all about figuring out your lane. If I, if, if, if I could, uh, what I would love to do for, for the, this podcast is uh, I would love for us to get a, a sponsorship like Logitech. Like, I mean, Neumann would be, you know, but like, you know, or, or, uh, you know, uh, Sennheiser, some, something that like Adam and I as 30, mid 30 year old dudes that are a bit, um, hardware audio geeks a little bit kind of can appreciate sort of the luxury side of hardware. Um, even like Nvidia or something where, you know, we might get their high-end graphics cards, you know, and, and be able to enjoy those things. But Razer, for example, I know we're picking on them, but, like, Razer can't come to me and be like, guys, we'll pay you, you know, $500 a month. And, no. you know, nah, bro, it's not no. enough. No. It, it, it's just not enough. I, I just can't. I, for me, the, you know, I got to split this money with Adam. It's like 200, 250 bucks. Yeah. It's like, dude. To, I, to show Razer. Yeah. To, 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 to show Razer, that, that ain't it, right? And I'm, once again, the ones that have Razer products out there, there are some good stuff. But the Death Adder Mouse is, really, is good. And yeah, they, Death they Adder have, Mouse is good. They've got a really good keyboard. Um, yeah. I think it's called... Um, um, fuck, I, can't I forget rem- the name I can't, of it. I can't remember. I the- used it for a while in my early StarCraft career, and it's still a staple. Uh, yeah, for yeah. like even Corsair like I'm still using a Corsair keyboard right now and this thing is like fucking eight years old um still works but I do need to get a new one but uh yeah sponsorship thing it's it's always it's it's always a, a case-by-case thing so hopefully I answer your question <laughs> I think I think we got there okay <laughs> I think we got there uh Mike Hunt what's the oldest memory you have from being a little kid I was actually just thinking about that uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, the oldest memory that I have as a kid, I was probably two years old. And I just, and the reason why, it's super, it's super weird. But the reason why I remember this is all because of a photo. And it was like, when I, when I, I was looking through a bunch of um, old baby pictures and like sort of toddler things like that. And I'm going through it. And I, and there was this, there's this picture of me on a swing, um, in Dartmouth, uh, in the hood. And my dad and my mom are there, but, but in this picture, my dad is there and he's pushing me on the swing. And I just vaguely remember being at that park and kind of like, I don't remember the details, but like, there's just something about, that's like really, it's hard to explain. Like I can almost visualize it and see it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't, I, I can't really remember the details. But when I saw the photo, it just hit me. I was like, whoa, I, I kind of remember this um, in, a, in a roundabout way. So I would say it's like, and I was, I think I was just turning two years old, like really fucking young. I don't know 
Like, it's crazy. When I think back to, like, grade one, primary, mm. grade two, I don't remember shit. I don't remember shit. Nothing. I remember the uh, elementary school, the, the, the furthest back I remember was grade three, and it was because I had broken my collarbone, and I remember going into class with a sling, and everybody was signing it, um, and I just oh, remember... Yeah. I just remember that, but dude, I can't, I have a hard time remembering grade seven and grade, uh, like grade six, grade seven. I remember key moments, like yeah, yeah, sort of big events that's, that happened, but I don't remember the, what it was like to wake up as a, you know, 12 year old kid and fucking like, I kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And I, the only reason why I've been thinking about it is because my son is, yeah, of course. Old, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and he's, experiencing these things but the crazy thing is, is i'm gonna remember what he's going through now yeah but he won't remember any of this shit when it 10 years from now or even probably five years from now he probably it, it would be like whatever so it's 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 funny i was just kind of thinking about that earlier but i would say i was about two years old on a swing and then from there i would say the next memory would be like oh man might be might be seven six seven years old is like the jump from there I can remember yeah it's probably a big jump five-year jump man i i'm mom always makes fun of me for this because like my day-to-day memory is terrible like just awful yeah. you could tell me something in the morning and like it's gone in like a fucking half hour like i it's out of sight out of mind almost immediately and, uh, but my memory from early childhood is f- fucking freaky. Like, uh, like the stuff that I'll remember from different ages and the volume of stuff that I remember just, it doesn't like, it doesn't That's make crazy. any sense. So like, for example, like I'll remember around the same age as I would say you were, I was still sitting in a high chair, uh, eating and they mom fed was feeding me corn. And I remember eating too much corn and like projectile, vo- like projectile vomiting all over the fucking kitchen floor. Mom was like, "Why would you? Re- how you were in a high chair? Why do you remember ah, that? Like crazy. all these specific." So I remember that, and I remember uh, not long after that when I was like mobile, and uh, I was mom and I were were upstairs in our old house, and we were going down the stairs, and uh, uh, I slipped, and she went to go grab me. And she slipped, and we we're both like like sliding down the entire staircase. Both of us slid down the. So mom's like, oh, mom was like fucking sore because she's an adult. Just slid down the entire staircase. I'm I'm a toddler, so nothing fucking hurts. I just like ass down every stairs, like and I thought it was funny as hell. I thought it was like I was laughing and giggling. I remember that, and 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 mom remembers that too. But she was like, I didn't think it was that funny, but you but but you did, uh, and and all sorts of random shit. I remember. Um, I remember, um, having a fever when I was really young and they had one of those like plastic little potty things or whatever. So that I didn't have to go to like the grown up bathroom when I had a fever and then giving me like grape Tylenol and I was using the washroom, like in the middle of the fucking living room. It was at night. It was just mm. mom and dad and I or whatever, but like, I'll remember all sorts of random fucking shit that I should never in a million years remember. And when you said like, it's funny about school, I remember my first day of school. 
Oh my goodness, I don't. Like, like, I remember being, I don't remember the whole day, but I remember I remember going there with mom, and I remember, like, uh, you know, seeing, you know, the kids and, and the whole, you know, that whole works, and the, the peanut butter and crackers and apple juice they served that they would be shot if they did now, because some kid would die 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah, my son's not even allowed to take anything peanut butter related to school. Nah, nothing. Um... Yeah. So, like, I remember that. I remember, like, grade seven. Like, I easily remember a bunch of shit from grade seven uh, and whatnot. I remember, like, a lot of the teachers and, and you know, all their personalities and, and uh, and like, how nerve-wracking going into junior high was at the mm. time. Like, I remember all that shit. I do kind of I rem- remember that a little bit. I remember, I remember like, my first, uh, my first crush in junior high. And uh, the subsequent one, like, I, I remember all sorts, like, I just, I got all sorts of fucking, like, random, but today, you tell me to, like, take the garbage out, and I'll be like, yep, gone. Yeah, 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 whoop, forgot. Nothing. In and out. So, I don't know what happened, I think the internet fucked me, I think all these devices fucked out, short-term memory now, mm. <laughs> everything's fucking useless. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, just all sorts of memories. But my earliest one, probably the high chair, too much corn bad time uh which i also attributed to me not liking corn for the longest time like i wouldn't eat corn i love uh, corn. especially and, uh, when it's like spicy corn mm. you get like cajun corn oh yeah Delicious. Uh, a corn on the cob i'm eating all of it dude the, when Easy. i was in spain when i was in barcelona the corn there is on another oh it's level. probably it's probably on wild, another bro. level oh yeah it's like i had corn with every meal like i was it was so good, dude. I could be eating sushi and I'd get a side of corn. <laughs> it's that good. Like every a fucking meal I corn. had, I was eating corn. It's fucking <laughs> delicious, man. There's something in their corn. Uh, well, I think it's more about something not in their corn. It's probably they're just not nearly as fucking like yeah, altered as ours, and and it's probably not as like yeah processed. It even looks different. It's not even oh, like yeah. it, well, it it's probably a different this, strain. Like, it's probably yeah. a different strain entirely. Like from yeah. what we're buying here, like it's probably a different a different strain. Uh Seth, Mary fuck kill childhood cartoon edition Transformers Ninja Turtles He Man. Uh, I am marrying Ninja Turtles. Easily. Agreed. I am. What were the other two? There's Transformers, Transformers and, and He Man. I mean, I'm 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 ooh, I I got to <laughs> I got to keep it a hundred. I'm fucking Transformers and I'm killing He Man. I'm saying this is my list, bro. Yeah. I mean, He Man He Man was good, but Transformers was dope and Ninja Turtles. Man, come on. Yeah, I mean Ninja Turtles. I mean, I loved Ninja Turtles. I'm actually happy my son loves Ninja Turtles too, because it's, you know, I can watch that shit with him and I can kind of enjoy it. So I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, I fucks with this. I have, uh, I have. If you ever wanted it for whatever reason, uh, I've got the entire uh, collection of the original Transformers on DVD, and I also have the entire collection of reboot on DVD. Ooh, reboot. That's a good one. Yeah, it's oh, that's actually. <clears throat> It's underrated. That's an underrated show. Oh my god, that was a Canada banger right there. Yeah. One of the first like fully 3D animated yeah. shows. Banger. Uh Theta, Jeff and Adam, would you ever consider doing StarCraft matches with viewers, which you would then cast later? Probably not, because it would ruin no. the casting experience. We wouldn't be able yeah. to not cold casting at that point. And and it's a logistical fucking nightmare. Yes, that too. You know? It's a logistical nightmare, dude. I don't even take. I, I'm. You guys have no idea, and Adam probably doesn't even know this either. But I've had tons of people reach out and just want to pay us to cast their games. I'm like, well, you know, 
you know, I I don't want to venture down that road. I mean, no. you know, if we do something like a special sort of stream or event where we're raising money for charity or, you know, maybe I, I don't I don't fucking know. Right. Like it's a different story, but we just like to keep things fair. And I know there's people that are on the Patreon and things like that, too. And so, yeah, you know, I'm not really it's it it it's too much like to get people to have people for one. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're going to say, what they're going to do. Um, which is whatever we can always delete content if it's fucking, you know, awkward or Mm. stupid, but like also Adam and I, we've, you know, we've got this shit down to a science now, or we've basically block out a, like a three hour window every Thursday to get virtually everything that we need done, done. And then it's just basically, then Mark does all of his editing and stuff for the shorts and I deal with the uploads and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, to be frank guys, like we ain't making much money off off youtube like we, the majority of our money is coming from patreon and yeah the we might make a few hundred dollars a month on off youtube but like we're paying mark it's like it's really if our videos were getting a lot more views which we're hoping that when stormgate comes out that like things will pick up a, a great deal and then maybe you know oh for sure if if we start making more we can dedicate more time to this um but ultimately to have people come out on call with us and we got to schedule everything and then do live casts, it's just, it'll fuck up the flow. It'll fuck, it'll fuck everything up. It's not that we don't want to collaborate with you. It's not that we don't, you know, I'd love to do, I really enjoyed when Adam was away and I was doing a few, I think I might've done like four or five live streams for an hour or two. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Cause you guys were there. I could chat with y'all. I could just like, shut my brain off a little bit, play some StarCraft and interact with you. I enjoy doing it, but it's just, we just have to be realistic, right? Like Adam, Adam has got a lot on his plate. I've got a lot on my plate. We just, we're just, we're, we're, we're running, we're running this bitch the best we can, you know, and we're cranking out the, the, the stuff that we can crank out right now. I actually, I actually really like the amount of content and uh, that we've got right now and, and how it works doing the shorts and stuff in between video releases is really good. Uh, and three casts a week, I think is, is yep. great. You're getting a yep. cast every two days, basically. Yep. Uh, and, uh, it means that we're not burning through replays incredibly fast. It means, which is what we did before. That was part of our problem years ago. We don't burn out like we did yep. years ago because we were doing seven to 10 casts a week back then. And so that was like a different animal entirely. Uh, yeah. In some instances, doing cold cast marathons, we're doing like Ugh. fucking 30 games, some yeah. fucking stupid amount of casting. Uh, so it's like a perfect little thing. And we, and, and, you know, and thanks to the miracles of stuff like OBS and, and us having done this kind of content for years now, we've, we've got it. Like Jeff said, you know, we can do the podcast, we can do our Starcraft, we can block three, four hours out, banging out. If you, it's even done. if you added, even if you added the time for Jeff to find the cast and for me to write the podcast, you know, you're looking at, Four four and a half hours on the high end of total like combined time per plus week, it's and, then, a... and then and then we pay Mark to do the shorts and then so like it's a it's a nice little tight thing and like Jeff said if the money started getting better because the views were going up then like it would be a, you know the the discussion happens but for now this is like perfect if you guys just up that Patreon like a couple more bucks you get Nova War says and we're just That'll fucking humming video. yeah then it's like you know then, then I you think got four we're, week. yeah then you got four week it's it's just what, and, and, and if you don't, you don't. Hey, I mean, it's, t- it's fine. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a lot more than what we were doing when we were just doing the podcast, right? 
and we're enjoying it and we're having fun. Yeah. So as long as we're having a good time, I think it'll tra- I think it translates and you guys are. And it's like the channel's growing again. You know, we've we've gone up a couple thousand subscribers. You know, we still are losing subscribers every day as well for the most part. So like even though we're losing subs, we're still we're still in the net positive because we're getting so many new subs a day. And uh you know, it's not like you know, the thing is StarCraft is such a niche uh it's it's such a it's such a niche genre uh within a niche genre um uh, here in the gaming sphere that like yeah there are youtube channels out there that does starcraft that do you know four or five times the numbers that we do but they've also were the only ones doing starcraft for many years and we realized that we stepped away from from starcraft for a good four or five years and like really did nothing outside of our odd charity event and even that we didn't do for several years so you know, for us, I think we're growing at a at a at a at a reasonable pace, and we'll we will see what happens when Stormgate comes out. Because obviously, when Stormgate comes out, there's going to be a lot of people looking on uh, to, uh, to see about the game and learn about the game. And if the game becomes big, then and we're first to market, and we've already got our niches, and Adam and I already know like the thing and what's going to end up happening. It's going to be me studying the game, playing the game a lot. And then Adam's just there and he's going to be, you know, he's going to learn on the fly. Right. And he's going to ask me about I'm the, I'm the color commentator. Figure, yeah. I represent you at home. That's my yeah. role in this whole thing is, is I'm a, uh, well, Jeff is the, co- well, actually this, we have an interesting dynamic, which I think is why this works as well as it does is that in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm, I'm the color commentator that plays a straight man, and you are the analytical because you were the one that plays it, but you play the color commentator. It's a yep. weird dynamic. Like typically, typically the straight man is the analytical side, and the color commentator is the color commentator, and that's kind of like the fucking show. But we have we do like this weird we have this weird hybrid fucking thing where it's uh, it, it plays out differently. I think it ends up making yeah. the dynamic. I am the uh, interesting. Literal colored commentator in this <laughs> duo here. I'm definitely not. I'm more colored than I was a few months ago, but I'm definitely <laughs> yes, not are. colored. Definitely not yeah. colored colored. Yeah. You, you uh, are definitely, I will say this, Adam, the older you get, mm. the more you look like your dad. I mean, it is crazy. Well, losing the hair is not helping. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it's crazy because like, you look like your dad when I first met your dad, but like, oh, still Jesus, younger. don't say that. But still younger. Like, uh, well, yeah, because you met really you met dad like when he was like fucking. He was like it is forty five or something, yeah, forty five, like, forty eight, somewhere in yeah, there. Because yeah. I remember, I remember being like fourteen years old, fifteen years old, and we used to call like I used to think your parents were old because like <laughs> well they were older because that because dad had me when he was thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. So like. You know, my parents had had me when I was really young. So, like, when I was four, uh, 14, we'll say 14 years old, that was, like, fucking, what, 20-something years ago. Yeah. My parents were in their 30s. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, they were they, they were in their late 30s, but they were they were, like, my age. Like, uh, maybe maybe a year or two older. Like, my mom might have actually been my age right now. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, like, for me, I would look at your parents and be like, yeah, Adam, your parents are kind of old. Even though they're still young, you know, they, they're still, you know, they're, you know, they're, but they're, they're older. what my yeah, parents yeah. are now. I mean, my dad is 61. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, my dad's my 72. Is, yeah. My mom's 57. My mom's 57. So, mom's, uh, well, if dad's 72, that makes mom 64. Yeah. The thing is though, chat, like you guys 
probably don't know Adam's parents. Well, you don't, but like they look fantastic for their age too. Like they're <laughs> they fucking, look a lot younger than they are. Oh, big time! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even today, like when I saw your old man uh, a few a few months back, yeah, I yeah. was like, I was like, holy shit, man! He still fucking he still looks like Dan. Like he doesn't yeah, look yeah. like he's still he looks older, but he doesn't look older. older no, you know what I'm saying. The only so reason the only reason Dad looks a bit older to me now. Is only you know if I'm over or whatever and he's at the end of the workday working on the house or something he's and he's getting a, you know he's got he's getting out the shower or some shit he's lost some of his muscle mass finally like it finally yeah. starts seventy two he started to finally so it, it's not that he's not got muscle it's just that he's lost enough where the skin is starting to with the back of his arms and shit yeah it's starting to his forearms are still full but the back of his biceps starting to get a little looser. Yeah. Other than that, dad to me, if you just gave him and he's grayer, obviously he's lost like whatever he didn't have. Uh, if you gave him a little bit more of like the darker hair that he had maybe like 10 years ago, yeah. there is not a really demonstrable fucking difference between no. Dan at 72 and Dan at 62. This shit's crazy. It's cr- it's it's crazy, bro. Like it's actually crazy. And, and I hope I age like that because if I do, great. But uh, I you mean, will, bro, you will. Yeah, they I mean, got Jesus. good jeans. They got good jeans too, man. They're gonna be yeah. fucking here until they're a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully. I mean, holy shit! Like, uh, you know, they got because they got they got to see their grandkids. So yeah, we got we got we're, we're well, working on we work, are working on that. On that, you got to bust you a couple, man. Like, like <laughs> you know, you know you. You're gonna you're gonna end up being forty something years old and having to you know having your first. Oh, bro. You don't want to do that. I'm no. telling you from experience. No, bro, I'm 36, man. My son is four, and I'm like. You know, I can keep up because I'm still young, but like, I couldn't imagine <laughs> 10 years from now just having a baby. I'd be like, what the fuck? Because when he's fucking, when he turns 12, 13 years old and this kid hits puberty and he's fucking running around doing oh, some shit. crazy shit. And, I, and, and if I'm fucking 60 years old, there ain't no way I'll be able to keep up with this kid. There ain't a fucking chance in hell, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking wild ride. I, t- I told myself as long as I'm not as old as Dad was, I'll I'll, I'll fucking I'll fucking live. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Dad did it though. Like Dad had me at know. thirty at thirty seven. Uh, I pfft, mom was twenty nine. Uh, going on thirty. Still, yeah, your mom was still young. So yeah, you know, she's so still like at that it, age, right? It worked. But your but dad, like, man, like God dang. Yeah. Well, dad was married for 11 years before he met mom, right? Because he had the divorce and then met and then met mom afterwards. And, and so, like, he was, he already, he already done had a whole married life for fucking yeah, over yeah, 10 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Before so that happened. Like, shit, I, got, I guess I got to start a new one. I mean, yeah. get, may as well get started now. Pop one out when I'm in my late 30s. Yeah, that first, first wife said, I, don't, I, I decided I really don't want kids. And, and I'm sure in the back of dad's mind, I was like, thanks for making sure you wait 10 years. Yeah, thank, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so. Bye. <laughs> Appreciated. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate, but uh, nevertheless, here we are. Yeah, if, yeah, dad. Yeah, dad's crazy. I, and it's still what what amazes me is how much he still just constantly works physically. So, like right now, I mean, we spent a whole year here. He yeah. was here. He was here seven day, hours a day. Much. Yeah, seven days a week. Yeah, and then as soon as we flipped this place. He went back to his and started tearing down fucking walls and shit immediately by himself. I'm not even there helping him. He's just yeah, over there for like seven, eight hours a day doing the yeah, shit man. by himself. And he's I been just, doing the shit ever since I known him. Yeah, I never mean, stopped. Dude, when I knew your dad, he was like retiring. Yes. From from like work. Like he was yes. retired. He retired when and I was in still, high school. He's still <laughs> this motherfucker's still out here like 20 years later. 
still <laughs> grinding, and he only, he don't he doesn't even have to work. It's like, bro, he's just out there keeping busy. Maybe man. that's why he's that's still. That's, that's the secret. He never stops. Secret. That's the secret sauce, man. That's the secret sauce. Never, never fucking stop. I've already stopped, and I strength. haven't even hit forty. Like I'm just out here dying, <laughs> and he's got that dad strength. Go fucking work on that action. <laughs> Uh, a little long podcast, but whatever. We got we got one more question left, and then right, we got to move more, on. Let's get going, yeah. Uh, Marky Mark, uh, in the early aughts, the early 2000s, the internet was a wildly different place from what it is today. It is, and please take me back. It was way fucking better back then. It was way better. Uh, what were some of your favorite sites or blogs or web comics or whatever from that time that aren't around anymore? I mean, ICQ was my jam. That was my fucking oh my jam. Uh, ICQ yes. was great. Even MSN um, Messenger, like I would take MSN, going back that far. Like, oh yeah, dude. MSN. That's actually it's funny enough. Like M- MSN was like, uh, well, when I when I when I got with my with Kayla, my wife, you got the email from me. I got I got her <laughs> MSN from Adam because yeah. they were friends. So yeah. you know, um, but yeah, ICQ is definitely in my memory. I remember I lived next door to Cameron. Um, yep. and, uh, and my ex-girlfriend and, yep. and, uh, they had a computer and they had in the kitchen, uh, which was only they, like three kitchen, fucking it, square oh feet God, anyway. So small, right? The <laughs> kitchens were so small, uh, in, that, in, the, in those townhouses. And I remember I would go over Cam's house and I would sit down on that computer for hours, bro. Yeah, bro. And his parents were cool as shit, but like. They and, and it was dial up. So like I was taking I was taking a phone line and I would just be on that bitch. I'd just go over there and just use a computer. And then eventually I remember um uh, uh Cam, Cam's dad, yeah. he reached out to my parents and he was like, Yo, you know, you need to get Jeff a computer for Christmas or something because like this motherfucker's coming over my house, he's tying up my line, <laughs> you know, he's He's over here all the time. I ain't got it in him. To, I ain't got it in me to tell him like he can't come over and fucking use our computer all the time. David yeah. had enough. Dave yeah, said, bro, "Get him had, out of here." He had enough, bro. <laughs> he, he, he reached out, right? And then my dad ended up getting me, uh, getting me a computer um, uh, for for Christmas, and then that was it. It was the IC. It was the ICQ, mm. um, and then I had LimeWire and Napster. Uh, where we would download music and fucking mostly viruses, mostly viruses, man. (laughs) Um, Still that still the funny fucking story, man, uh, is is I remember uh, my dad. uh, I think it was my it was either I think it was my mom that saw the shit. um, And there was there was porn on the on the on the computer. Now, don't get me wrong. I downloaded porn, uh, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, like. Pretty much every other fucking teen did, right? And and the internet back then was like it was like kind of a new thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was 144p still took yeah. 14 hours to download. Yeah. It was and, rough out there. I, I I remember I I remember uh downloading some porn off uh off LimeWire. And uh you know, I I I I, and I, I deleted it, right? Yeah, I, I'd gotten rid of it and stuff like that. But I, I still remember my dad freaking out, right? I, I guess freaking out is probably because I've seen my dad freak out. This wasn't yeah. really, this wasn't a freak out, but my dad was upset. Right? There was some concern. There was some concern. And what he did is he print. I remember he had called one of his like, 
I don't fucking know. He like I I I still to this day I still I I really want to I really want to ask him about it because like you know Dad and I are super cool and it's like I could probably I could I know I can ask my dad anything and at yeah, this point yeah. he'll just tell me what's up right we're both grown adults and but I I fucking remember he had printed out uh this this there was about three or four sheets of of how to like check the browser history how to like go into the recycle bin and he had. It was like very basic shit. My my dad didn't really understand computers at all. I don't think he still understands them all that well even today. But like there was – he had showed me. He was like, yo, Jeff, we got to talk. I'm like, okay, what's <laughs> up? And I'm like – he's like, yeah, I found porn on the uh, – you watching porn, right? And I'm like, no, dad, no, I ain't watching porn. And I'm like, I'm like fuck, he found it. And, and the thing is, is like I, I was sure I was deleting everything. So like I I I in a recycling shit, bin the whole porn. time. Well, here's the thing. I thought I told you this. I I could have. You might have, but you story. you might have. But I'm just maybe yeah. I'm just not remembering. Okay. So so anyway, he, he there was a bunch of stuff in the recycle bin that like wasn't emptied, and he was like, "Yo, I found all this stuff, and my mom's there, right?" And he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, you're you're too young, you're you know, you're you're too young for this. Like this is for adults. Like you can't. Like, what are you doing? You, you, you're not allowed to watch the stuff. If I see this stuff on the computer, you like grounded me for a little bit off the computer. And he was like, <laughs> if I see this stuff again, then like, I'm going to remove the computer or I'm going to make it a rule that you're not allowed on the computer when nobody's home. And the thing was, is our computer was in the kitchen as well. It was in the kitchen. It yeah. Like, yeah. It was like in the kitchen between the kitchen and the dining room. And the funny thing was, is when he, when he showed me the stuff that was in the recycle bin, it was none of the stuff that I downloaded. <laughs> I think that it was stuff that dad downloaded and the stuff that dad was watching. No shot. And he blamed it on me. No even though, shot. But I couldn't say anything because oh, like, you I gotta knew, ask. You gotta ask I him knew, that. I, and the thing was, is, and it's funny enough, is, is I, I knew that I had downloaded and watched porn on this. Of computer, course. Of course. But like the stuff that was, he was showing me, I didn't, I, I didn't actually do it. And the thing is, is I found old pornos and stuff like looking for Christmas gifts in 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 my my parents' bedroom, like old VHS tapes yeah, buried yeah. like in a, in a in a black garbage bag uh, <laughs> underneath uh, all these old clothes. Like, and I, was I remember looking- you finding the bo- the the you know the proverbial box of porn. I remember you yes. finding that, yeah, and because I was looking for Christmas gifts. Like, yeah, cause, yeah. Because it was like Christmas time, and every kid like goes around the house <laughs> looking for fuck. When you know Santa doesn't, you know, I better be quiet. But like when when you know Santa isn't real, right? Oh, of like, course. You, 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 you're looking. you know, your parents buy everything, right? So I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like looking through the house, and lo and behold, that was like my first experience with porno. I was like, what is this? And it was, the thing was, is the tape, it didn't have, it didn't have any label on it, anything like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I put it in there. I'm like, <laughs> and, and you want to, you want to know what's funny and I'll, and, 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 and I'll leave this. And, uh, the, the, the funny, the funny thing is, is when I was older, right? I, I don't even know. I was probably a teenager, might've been in my early twenties. I can't even recall, right? I've, I've watched a lot of porn in my time, <laughs> but like. I remember seeing like on, on a website or whatever, don't even know which website it was. One of the scenes from that VHS. And it took me right back. No to when I was shot. Fucking, really? When I was like a young teenager. Wow. Was like, it was like the same. I knew, I knew for word. And they, cause they did like the cheesy <sighs> porno, oh, like, of course. uh, like uh, acting and stuff. I knew word for word the scene. <laughs> I knew when this guy was going to bust him a few. I knew 
I knew the music in the background. I knew everything, bro. And uh, I remember seeing that like as as like a late teen oh, or in my, my early twenties back in the day. So that's fuck. a quick little. Uh, uh, that's quick fucking little funny story. I don't even know fuck. how I got there, but I got well, there. You know, well, you know, it reminds me thing. Yeah, yeah. It, re- well, it reminds me of the of the time that that uh, that you were showing me. You were showing me. We were probably four, 13, 14. And you were showing me. The computer's in the same spot in the kitchen. Some some porn that you had found, and it was like some crazy shit you'd never seen. I think I'm pretty sure. Don't don't. I'm pretty sure. I want to say it was one of uh, what's her face, the 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 girl that fucking uh, deep throated, fucking Heather I deep throated, oh, whatever. Heather I deep throated. Oh, she's right. The queen. Like she's back the queen then, it was back then. It was like that. That was like the the shit everyone oh, talking about, man. right? I wonder if she's still doing a thing today. I might have to Google something later. I wonder if Heather's still out there, man. She's probably got to be like, she's probably in her fifties now. Out there uh, probably. I mean, my goodness, Heather, I deep throat. But that I'm was, pretty sure it was like the first video that she did. Like back, that was like the first oh, one. I'm man. pretty sure. And, and it would circulate. All the guys had been talking about it at yeah, school yeah, or yeah. some shit. And yeah. you had found it, and you had it. And you were like, you were like, you're like, Adam, come see this shit, go see this shit. And you didn't, out, even, you didn't even say, you didn't even tell me what it was. I had no fucking idea. Dude, we sat down at the table and it was middle of the afternoon. This fucking kid, like, like sun's out to fucking whatever, just sitting in the kitchen, just place. Nobody, no parents were home. Turns it on, just going at it. I mean, in, yeah. in 240p, not even 240p. I was like, there was six, there was six pixels on screen. She yeah, could have yeah. been literally the ugliest person you've ever seen in your life. You would have never fucking known. And, uh, and so this is on and Jeff had like the old fucking like Altec Lansing or whatever speakers yes, on the computer. And cause yes. none of the parents were home. He had this shit up. It wasn't blasted, but he had this shit up. And so you're just hearing the guac guac 9,000 <laughs> on this shit and it's like moaning and whatever else and shit, whatnot. And out of nowhere, Miles shows up and there's a this, storm bro. door before the inside door. This. I remember this. And the bro. only saving grace is that the storm door and the inside door were closed. So you heard the storm you heard door the first. Door as it was opening. I then did, I you. Remember. Bro, I so remember yes. that, man. I yes. fucking remember that. And you shit, knew we were like fucking like, jamming. Oh, was, oh, yeah, bro. I was like, get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. And my, my dad's coming home. He's like, hey, bud. I'm like, hey. We were hey, like, dad. hey. Hi, <laughs> and we were like fifty percent sure he probably heard that probably shit heard and yeah. just let it slide. Just to like yeah. fuck, I'm not gonna go near this today. He probably had a long day or some shit. But oh, I, yeah, man. I just remember hearing like the fucking hearing the fucking storm door open, and I was like, no, not like this, <laughs> not like this, bro, <laughs> not like this, not today, not like this. So I remember that. So that's that's a funny related story for me. Miss it. Jeff touched on it. ICQ was fucking, for that whole era, ICQ was dope. MSN, nobody, if you didn't experience your crush coming online, signing mm. into MSN or ICQ, you didn't live, bro. Mm. The, the, the shot of fucking adrenaline and, and fucking, like, the good vibe that just rushed your whole body from fucking foot to head when your crush came on MSN, and they had, like, and you were looking to see what fancy name they had. Oh, dude. You know, see if right? it was, like, bro. Did you, do you remember what I used to have on mine? Okay, so well, you had a few. You did. You had. You had a few different things. Everyone okay, had so, like some like their own signature style of, on Amazon. So funny enough, 
I uh, fuck. We should save this stuff for fucking Starcraft. <laughs> we're probably we gonna. Get, this is a long combo for Starcraft, okay. though. It'd be hard yeah, to have. I don't give a fuck. I'd just pause the game and just fucking. Talk. <laughs> uh, but I remember MSN. So my ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. We uh, what we did. It, it was funny. You brought up titles. Is I would have um, I would have like my name. Or whatever. I don't even really recall, but I do remember that I have like I had like I love uh Hart, Courtney, yeah, uh, which, yeah. which was my ex girl. I'd have like Hart, Courtney times infinity, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> she would put Hart Jeff yes. times infinity X two. Yes. And then what what would happen is as the time goes on, we would add a number. So who loves who more? And like then if we were if if something Something happened between us. She would lower it down so that, <laughs> so that like, and, and I, and that's when I would know, like she was upset. Oh and shit. We would, we would have this thing. It was funny. Yeah. And it was funny enough because I actually, I, I had done a, I had, I had made a song um, and I might even still have it on my PC. Let me check here. This is taking me back. Uh, and this probably makes no sense to anybody watching at home, but I don't care. Um, I had the song. Let me see here. I think I still have some of your old stuff, but I think I lost music. a bunch of it too. Um, music, bro, you should hear some of this new tra- new stuff that I have out. It's pretty good. I've been listening to uh, some of the stuff that you've been doing for like uh, for uh, no uh, RP. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I had. I'm trying to find. It. I know I have. I have every song I've ever made on this on this hard drive. So you anyway, should probably cloud some, storage back that shit there up. There it bro. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny enough. This song, I when we broke up, I was a bit of a, I was a, an idiot. But uh, <laughs> when, we, when, when we broke up, I made a song that never got released, and I never showed it to anybody. Um, the only person I think that may have heard it would have been like Trav, because I recorded it at his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the song is called 10, Ten Times Infinity. Oh and that's my the song. god, and that's the, the reference. The song was made in 2008. So I made that in 2008, it's a long time ago. Um, well, yeah, because you uh, started dating in like 2004. Because uh, you were together for four yeah. years, I think. Mm, yeah, it was. Uh, it might have even been 20. It might have even been 2003. Yeah. Um, it was at least four years. Four years and change, maybe. Yeah, four years and change. So, yeah. So, anyway. Um, ba- yeah, basically, it would be like uh, we, we, would, we would update the, 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 the username. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, and and that's that just took me back. I didn't. Oh, I didn't dude, think about bro, that. the titles you'd see like they and people have like crazy fucking fonts and shit in the titles. They'd be like copying and pasting from places and and whatnot. And yeah. and you'd like your crush would come on. And you were looking for like because back then status updates were like born from this shit. Your status mm-hmm. update was your title. Yep. So a lot of people would have like their name and then there'd be like like their whatever the fuck is going on was like off on the side or whatever the whatever the shit. And that was like that's like the that was your original status update. And so if your crush came on, you were constantly looking like, what's the status update? That's it. Are they saying that's something it. like feeling, you know, because if his girls would always be doing some feely shit, they'd be like, oh, I'm oh, feeling yeah. a little bit in love or like whatever. And you're yes. just constantly yes. digging for the knew. info. And they knew too. Like yes. they knew you were watching. Right, they knew. They knew what was up. It's and you like, couldn't just you, when me? they come online. You can't just message right away. You gotta wait. No, you gotta wait. Yes, slow play it a little bit. You gotta slow play. Make it make it seem like you're not desperate to like reach out. Like, oh, they're online. Let me let me do. It. And you set and yourself waiting, to away for a minute or two. Like That's you're not it. even at your PC, and then you come uh, back and like go online. That uh, I, that uh, era. 
Yes. Internet was, was, it was the Wild West. There was some fucked up shit on the internet, but there was definitely, that's, that's the, you know, pre-social media. Crazy, that's the man. one right there. If we could Crazy. pause the internet right there, I'm all about it. I'm That's fucking crazy. all about it. Yeah, nostalgia. Absolutely. This this whole this whole podcast been mm. fuck, or this whole tech support has been it's a nostalgia. nostalgia. <laughs> Holy shit! And that's where we're gonna end it because we got to go do some Starcraft. Uh, before I go and pick up one Miss M from work, and so that's where it's gonna be, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourselves, had a good time. If you think you got other people that might enjoy the podcast, tell them about it. Send them a link. Spread the good word. And then head on over to patreon.com slash lag TV if you want to spend a couple of bucks to take it the next step up and put more milk in my fridge because I just got back from the grocery store two days ago. Oh. Oh. I also... Nostalgia for 2007 food prices as well. Oh, man. If we had 2007 food prices... (laughs) Oh... Oh, I'd man. be a multi-millionaire. You damn right you would be. <laughs> you damn right. And so until we see you next week, guys, stay safe out there. Have a good one. And peace. Hey. hey, hey, hey.